Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. You store some tight underwear, Cameron. And DJ Ruche. You get to call yourself buff all the time. Where's Pretty? You promised me he'd be on the show today. All this travel and plane and priorities has been really getting in the way of our relationship. And we'll talk about uh, all kinds of non-volleyball related things. He dated Irene Cara. Gabrielle Reese. You can call me Gabby if you want. Don't think this thing is a mascot head. Oh, sack does sound a lot more funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Net Live right now. Crowd somewhat subdued, I think. It's a Monday. It's tax day. That's oh yeah. That's Taxes. a bummer for them. It's tax day. Good times. Welcome to the Live, boys and girls. It is the tax day edition. Kevin Barnett, along with DJ Jeremy Ruche. We are in studio, and you might hear the gas company nearby. Called them on Saturday evening. They came out. Yes, we have a leak here because you could smell it heavily. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll be right out. It might get a little noisy, but they're gonna come out and deal with it right now. Or at 10 a.m. on Monday, one of the two. That's fine. Yeah. So if you hear Jack hammering, that's why. If you uh, are watching the broadcast here or you're watching the replay on Facebook uh, on our NetLive page, you might notice that someone's face (laughs) is also here. One Casey Patterson supposed to be joining us today at 1030. Did you Photoshop that? or I cut that out. Nice. And I flipped it. It's actually... He's a reflection. A... It should be the other direction. Got it. So he doesn't have any defining characteristics necessarily, though. His hair's looking good. Yeah. Well, as always. And is he saying this? I think he's right in the middle. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the show goes off air. Yeah, so we'll have Casey Patterson on the show. Uh, it should be fun to catch up with him on the doorstep, almost, of the AVP season. A couple weeks, right? Yeah. Boy, it's it's getting there. And it's hard to believe it's creeping up as it is. So basically, three weeks from today, we will be post wow. AVP Huntington Beach. Crazy. Huntington Beach trophies, 100% complete. I can see them. Yeah. Surf City, USA. They look good. So those will be unveiled on the Amazon broadcast. Looking forward to that. Select few players have seen them. Nicolette Martin saw them. Did you send photos to people? Uh, a couple people got photos, but Nicolette Martin came over. Players don't get photos you, if they come over. Did you have a you had a viewing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, Nicolette mm. came over to pick up a piece of plywood for a little little art project for her. Oh, nice. We have a collab going. Little big barn design. Nicolette Martin. Nicolette Art. Is not, it Nicolette not yet. Art? Arnett. No, no. Nicolette Art. Oh, I, I see forget what you're her saying. website. We'll post it up. Yeah. So yeah, little, co- little collab. Yeah, interesting. Almost Nicolette Arnitz. Arnitz. To be right. Nicolette yes. Arnitz. Yes, yeah. getting married this summer. Congratulations yeah. again to Nicolette and Jake. Matter of fact, engaged right before she was here on the show. 
That is correct. Yeah. We talked about it, saw photos. I think it was like that weekend, and then she came here, which was... Like 36 hours later. Yeah, which I wouldn't have shown up. To celebrate. I mean, you go to the Net Live. Yeah, you have exactly. something big happen, yeah. you go to the Net Live. Good for her. Yeah. So, it, nice. She came over and picked it up. Looking forward to the collab this summer. We will have a piece that will debut probably... Actually, Hermosa was the plan. I'm trying to think of the plan. Cool. Hermosa, it will debut, and it will be up for auction, as a matter of fact. So, if you need a piece of furniture, there will be one available. Looking forward to doing that. I have quite a number of projects going right now. Jeremy, working on a, a bunch of different stuff. I may actually have lunch with a uh, gentleman, uh, Ride Ride Pridey, I think is his name, player, indoor guy. I was told that he uh, co-founded this show. Is that right? Mm. Haven't seen him in like six years. Yeah, it's fuzzy. I don't know. That's that might be like a uh, urban myth. Somebody talked about him in the intro. Fake origin story. <laughs> yeah, he's mentioned in the intro. That's not, true. He is. Not very many people get mentioned in the intro. I was listening to the intro again. I just had a thought. Um, you can call me Gabby if you want. Yes, I do want. I will. Yes, Gabby. Because you called her Gabrielle. Won't take a picture. No, it was just teenage. You was very upset with you. <sighs> Teenage me is for, yeah. Just means we'll have to get her on the show again. Yeah, she'll have to come back in. She was just on, is it Joe Rogan's? No. Sent me a bunch well, of stuff. She definitely she should, like, that's the step. You go Dude. with Joe, and then you come to us. Yeah, well, no, it was us, and then Oh, then there. come back yeah, to us. come first. I see. Yeah, we're ahead in the line. Got it. So, yeah, tax day to come. We have a lot to talk about on College Volley Weekly. We'll have the guys, Vinny, Jay, and Robbie, coming in to talk about what was a huge weekend of volleyball for the men's game. The atmosphere from all the videos and social media and all that stuff I saw from the Hawaii at Long Beach State matches. Yeah. Right? They played Friday and Saturday. They did. It looked amazing in there. It was sick. I went on Friday. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I have to give a huge shout-out to Long Beach State. I mentioned this last year when I had been to a match there. They have done an excellent job with their in-arena experience. Mm-hmm. They have a giant replay board. Mm-hmm. They have a whole different production going in stadium. There's an in-stadium production happening, different replays than TV. Yep. Because it was covered by ESPN3 on Friday night. It was covered by Spectrum Sports Hawaii on Saturday, which had a stream available here. Yeah. So I actually watched both matches, uh, one in person, one on the stream. Were you working the Friday night match or you were just there? No. Actually, Dane Blanton was there working. Oh, nice. As it turns out. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I just went. Uh, we bought tickets on Tuesday. And all the good seats were nearly sold out. I have no doubt. GA was still available. I'm not sitting GA, though. Uh, it's it's fun, rowdy, good. I like it. Oh, we've upgraded from general admission and Yeah, I want to see the back. That's what it is. I don't mind the GA label. I just don't want to sit in bleachers for three hours. Correct. And that's what it was. Five sets both nights. People got their money's worth. <sighs> Friday, there were some empty seats. Not many. Just a few. What time did the match start on Friday? Seven. And Friday, it's just hard to get around. Spring break, too. Not necessarily everybody's in town. Correct. No. But by a few empty seats, I mean 50, and maybe. It, and it holds how many? 4,700 is what number I've seen. No, it's, you're fine. 5,000 standing room only. You're fine. Yeah, maybe maybe 50. Maybe not even that many. That might be an overestimation. For men's volleyball in the United States, I'll, I'll take it. Saturday, packed. Zero. Yeah, of course. Zero. That thing was jammed. I think not only because of the anticipation, but because of what happened on 
what happened the night Friday before. Night. Yeah. It was that good. And then it was that good again. Not necessarily somebody – I was texting with somebody back and forth. Not the best match ever. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, hey, one team dominated this set, one team dominated this set. However, the level of volleyball being played, those two teams, of all the teams I've seen this year – Head and shoulders above everybody else. Or are we going to get the overreaction of, oh, Hawaii's not that good now? No. Okay. Because Just making sure. their opposite, Rado Parapunov, mm-hmm. was garbage. <laughs> like a hot dumpster fire. Didn't play well? No. Because of what Long Beach was doing or just had an off couple he of days? just looks out of rhythm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Long Beach, Long Beach has a good block and, and they're a nice team. He just looks out of rhythm to me. Okay. It doesn't look like what I've you know heard about and seen a couple times. So wonder if even, he's a little banged up and we don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Even with him being a hot, stinking pile of garbage, that team's within two points of winning, basically. You go five sets mm-hmm. each time. So I don't see how that guy plays to, to that same level in back-to-back matches again. Yeah. I'll bet that guy comes back and has a good match. And you have to wonder what it would be like if uh, – you're in Hawaii instead. Right. Yeah. Well, that'll happen this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Big West championships That's are right. in That's right. Honolulu. Nice. So the rematch is coming. Irvine has their guy, Jill Schneidmiller, back. Can we get tickets for that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I work that one? Yeah, plane ticket and uh, yeah. hotel. Yeah. Yeah, so Irvine has an important part back. They're their best outside hitter, mm-hmm. sophomore stud, Schneidmiller. And then... UC Santa Barbara, of course, all year was really good, but mm-hmm. they've, they've kind of struggled here at the end of the season. So we'll see if they can rebound. Those are the teams that could get in the mix in the Big West playoffs. And I know we're going to talk about it at 11-ish or whatever, but uh, is your – I saw some things online but because I, I don't pay attention very much during College Volleyball Weekly, and I didn't listen to last week's because it was a separate part of the show and I wasn't on. Um, what's going on in the EIVA with – is your – Oh, the scenario? Yeah, is your scenario coming to fruition? Because uh, I saw that Mason wasn't number one in the – is that right? They got in. Okay. Which was a big deal. Yeah. So they got into the playoffs. Yeah. Because it's only top four over there. Correct. So we'll see. It hasn't happened yet. Is my I have to look up the schedule. Okay. It, it has not happened All right. Yet. So your scenario of Armageddon happening and – Oh, it's still do- possible. Dogs and cats living together is still potential. Somebody saw a roach up on 12. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys, exterminators? <laughs> yeah. Where do those stairs go? <laughs> they go up. They go up, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good movie. No way that line was written. <laughs> That's a good point. I have watched that movie no less than 55 times. Did you see the remake? With the ladies? Uh, no, I haven't. But, me but not out of chauvinism. I just, yeah, I just haven't come across it. Agreed. No, I, I have not. I would watch it. but Just stay puff, Marshmallow Man. Uh, get her? <laughs> that was your whole plan? Get her? Uh, good times. Oh, yeah. It's such a good film. Mm-hmm. I'd love to play parts of it. It might get booted off. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what was I looking for? I don't know. Oh, playoffs. That's what playoffs. I was looking for. Yeah, playoffs. We will have AVCA College Hall Weekly coming up here shortly. Does Long Beach, they take over the number one spot again this week, right? Hawaii was it last week? I think so. How could they not? They just beat the number one team twice. They did. They did. 
It was close. Yeah. What? I don't get it. Hawaii was undefeated coming into this weekend, right? Well, there's no poll. Once the conference tournament starts, uh, there is no poll. David Portney just sent me that note. Got it. Thanks, David. Sorry. So, yeah, there is no poll. The surprise thing was Santa Barbara losing to Irvine. I thought that was – I thought – In Irvine? Uh, Good question. Don't remember. Rob Sparrow will let us know. Yeah. Well, contractually, he has to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Another surprise because MPSF, and this is why it's weird. The playoffs are all different. Big West was finishing regular season this weekend. Mm. MPSF was already done. Got it. Played their first round, played their quarterfinals this weekend. That's right. They will play Thursday, Saturday in their semis and finals at Pepperdine. But the surprise there was that Stanford lost to BYU at home Mm. in Maples and lost 15-13 or 16-14. So, by your um, lack of enthusiasm, does that mean you would not have voted Long Beach as number one this week? No, if there I, was a poll? I, I think I think you would. Okay, I think you would. What's the argument against overall season work? I guess, and how close those matches were. But Long Beach is number two, correct yeah. in the polls? Yeah, and they just beat number one two nights in a row. Yeah, no, I. I I don't think there's any argument there. Okay. I'm not. I'm not making a case for the no, other no, side. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like what I, yeah, you need no, to I'd, jump on and be like, yeah, they should be number one. I was, I was a little confused. Well, here's part of my hesitation. I don't care. Yeah, they're the two best teams. Correct. The distance from two to three is is big. And there's not a reward. No. Okay. Doesn't matter for being number one. They're going to be number one and number two into the Big West yeah. championship, assuming they both make the championship match. And no matter the result, they're going to be one and two to the NCAA's. Yeah. Even though one will be in a large, it should be the number two team. So I don't want to hear it if we get to that point and they go, "Oh, a conference champion should be number two. No, no, those are the top two teams yeah. in the nation right there. Yeah, uh, lots and lots of people. At the match on Friday. Oh, yeah. Lots, peop- of, lots of names in the sport being Some there. Some people that have been to this house and brought their own cameras, as a matter of fact. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of folks there and really a great meeting for volleyball in general. Again, kudos to Allen Knipe and Long Beach State for what they've done with that arena. Yeah, there are people there that aren't Hawaii or Long Beach State alum or have a connection as in like they coach there or something like that. There were just volleyball fans there. Right. And like professional athletes were there watching these matches. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, Love yeah. It. And and it delivered. There were some rallies and the service pressure. Yeah. Damn. I don't know if I just haven't been paying attention to men's college much lately. But they are absolutely unleashing on their serves. Yeah. And Joe Worsley, the setter for Hawaii. Yeah. That kid. Is a stud. He's like six one or six two, maybe. What is he? Is junior or senior? I don't know. Okay, this is when we need the college football guys. Yeah, my bad for trying to talk college football because I, I haven't done yeah. Hawaii this year. I haven't done him in a couple of years. That's uh, on me. We can talk beach. Dude, he's <laughs> he is an absolute stud. Yeah, he's a senior. Okay, out of Moraga, California, six foot one, monster jump serve, mm-hmm. fiery dude, and. Really good setter. He is not the best setter in that matchup, though. Mm. As pumped as I am on Joe Worsley and the way he played, yeah. Josh Tuaniga, are you kidding me? Really? Dude. He's balling. Weirdo, like, 
ball on the net in some weird spot. He's almost going full like side out and just flinging it like this or like this or like that. Little Tyler Hildebrand-esque out there. Dude is sick. Nice. Sick. He'll have a shot at the national team, Joe. I've actually asked people that know. Wow. People that are decision makers and said thing about it. And, yeah, he'll have a shot. By the way, that's – the national team setter currently is really, really good. Oh, yeah. Setter is a crowded position right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that kid. That's good for uh, – I'm seeing the delay on the Facebook live stream of just your hands doing <laughs> People who are just listening to the podcast can't see your hands doing weird things. <laughs> right. I'm not kidding you. It's like yeah. this or this or th- – I don't know what he's doing. But it's coming out clean. Crazy. Crazy. Awesome. Uh, fun to watch. Great, not, good jump serve. Fiery dude. Yeah. It was fun. I had, a, I had a great time. Should be fun playoffs then. Yeah. I paid for tickets, by the way, for Brandon good. Rosenthal. I have paid for tickets for that. It was the last match I went to also. Oh, my family went to USC, paid for tickets there. I mm-hmm. went to the USC uh, Pac-12 Big Ten Challenge, paid for tickets there. Yeah, I shouldn't have to uh, prove that we support the sport. But every once in a while, we just got to remind people that we do. I just want it noted so other people pay. Yeah. Don't call your friend. Don't try and weasel your way in. Put money into these programs. Value it. I know you have the money. Bubble people is a bunch of educated folks who have good jobs. Put the money in the sport already. Pay the tickets. Yeah. They were 22 bucks for God's sakes, with the $2 service fee. Not sure what service I received for that fee. Per it's ticket? $2 per ticket? Per ticket? See, per I ticket. don't understand. What service They're not doing get? anything different per ticket if you buy 100 of them as opposed to if you buy one. It's the system's the same. They're not doing anything anyway. <sighs> we we printed them at home. You didn't, even pr- you didn't even hand me a piece of paper nor a ticket. We could get into uh, the whole Ticketmaster, all that situation. No. but No. The only thing I can think of with the schools is that, it, like airline baggage fees, mm-hmm. the reason they continue to do baggage fees rather than just charging everybody an extra $25 is because it's taxed differently and at a lower rate. Oh, uh, yeah. Fees are taxed separately. So maybe that's the case at the school. I don't know. Hmm. But whatever. Still, 22 bucks. Just the fee per ticket bothers me. $22. Per, it should be per transaction. <laughs> to, to show up <laughs> at that event. Yeah. Was Gardhoff there? God, I don't know if he was or wasn't. I didn't see him. Really? I didn't see George Washington. It would be surprising if he was not. They did have Beach Baller brand shirts. As opposed to the Big Baller brand? Yes. That's really funny. All done in gold and black. Those are clever. That's really funny. There was a shark. Did they play Baby Shark? What? Is that a song? Unfortunately. What is the song? It's called Baby Shark. Okay. Yeah. And is it about actual sharks? You would know it if you heard it. Okay. It's a little kid song that just caught on. And somebody the other day, I was at a gig and they're like, oh, do you have Baby Shark? And I go, no. And they're like, how come? And I go, why would I have it? <laughs> why, why would I have a little kid song? <laughs> not really dropping that into my sets. Mm-hmm. The Wiggles? Not making a lot of... Not making it. No? Yep. Okay. All right. We, we will figure out how to get this into the feed eventually, but... Uh... Are you showing everybody your email? Uh, yeah, sorry. Wait, that went to the wrong. What are you doing, Kevin? Are you ruining the show? That went to the wrong thing. Trying to airplay something? Just airdrop something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just for the Facebook viewers? Yeah. 
Well, you got to get some benefit. I hear you. Well, they had Casey Patterson's face earlier. There's Casey. Casey's back. The this, shark. This Casey? That Casey. The shark was not amused. Oh, nice. The sh- shark is not having a good time with his arms crossed or her not. arms crossed. It was him. It mm. was him. Okay. And, and I'll tell you how I know. Was he uh, not a Long Beach State fan or was he a Long Beach State fan? The shark just at times looked annoyed. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why that was the case. Well, he is out of water. And if you, Good live, point. In, if you live in water, maybe, you, maybe you're annoyed. Valid. Yeah. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Okay. I'm going to send that one. This is technology at work right now. Is the audio working on the Amiibo? Or are you ruining everything over there, too? Oh, because it dropped over there. Oh, boy. Did they say it went out? Somebody said they lost audio. How about now? Was it because I hit the boom button? <laughs> I mean, Casey boomed Casey us out. Casey just destroying the show, per usual. No, it's because this thing dropped over to there, where it doesn't belong. Oh, you threw it to the... Yeah, I hit it to there by accident. Just ruining the show. I hear you. Again. And for some reason, this is not working. Here it is. All for a shark. Oh, nice. You can see him in there. Nice. <laughs> First of all, it's. Don't you think it's hot in those things? Oh God! Even if you're not moving around. Yeah. Did you ask the shark why he was annoyed? No. Why are you sitting there with your arms crossed? No, crust? I was just like, "Hey, shark!" And why do you have arms? <laughs> <laughs> you're a shark. Yeah. It's a little weird that you have arms. Let's see if I can drop this here. You haven't already learned that lesson. Oh, okay. MacBook <laughs> Pro. All right. So, yes, I did go over and get my obligatory shot with the shark. As you should. Yes, that's, since that's my jam. Much to the annoyance of my son. <laughs> Your son, was he? did he immediately move seats and go sit by himself Oh, he somewhere? was not happy that we were talking <laughs> about the shark. <laughs> he was not stoked. Dad. And then the libero for Hawaii, who, by the way, both liberos, also outstanding. Yeah. Uh, the libero for Hawaii looks like a kid that used to play with my son. Okay. He's like, don't talk about him. That guy's annoying. Ah. All right. All right. So your son holding grudges on people because of other people he doesn't like? <laughs> yeah. It's just silly. It's my type of uh, rationale. <laughs> I like it. It's just silly. All right. I, this is ridiculous. My computer's not functioning properly. It's fine. You have Casey up there. We're fine. There we go. There you go. The shark finally did pep up a little bit. Daniel Becker said the libero, libero, is the setter's brother. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shark finally got into it. Those are some, uh, it's just the arms are funny to me. (laughs) Anything in a mascot costume is funny to me. Staying alive. What, uh, was I going to the fifth set? When they put Stain Alive? No. This was somewhere in the middle. Uh, Maybe it was after the fourth set. Yeah, going to the fifth set. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Okay. Yeah, because that would be the appropriate time to play it. That would be appropriate. So I don't really know if that's actually correct. I was just so fired up about the shark. I hope it's correct because that would other. I think you're incorrect. I think you are correct. that that, That should have been done. I don't think it was done that way. Unless for some reason, like, did Hawaii go up 2 0? No, 2 1, as I recall. Yeah, up to one. 
Both nights. Okay. That was the other thing. Hawaii, they're up 2-1 and just could not close it out. Yep. The serve and pass game just defined the whole deal. Yeah. The teams would go back and forth on who was serving to a higher level. Because it was getting them out of system. Yeah, or yeah. just straight flat-out aces. So crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really entertaining. Great night for the sport. I hope that Hawaii is just as good. I would expect. Well, that's setting up a fun potential weekend in Hawaii coming up. Yeah, I would expect, given the fact that the Santa Barbara match is completely sold out in Hawaii a week ago, a week before this past weekend, I would expect it is going to be off the hook at the Stan Sheriff, 10,225. The last wow. time... That it was sold out, Stan Sheriff. When you were there? 1997. Are you taking credit for that? They all came to see Barnett. What can you say? As they should. I felt like I'd been at a rock concert after we played against Hawaii. When you got home? Yeah. Yeah. Gnarly. So loud. People were really into it. Awesome. Good for the sport. My two years, we got into playoffs. Lost to Hawaii, who ends up going the national title, losing to... UCLA in controversial fashion with Stein Metzger as a back row setter making a dump, basically. Interesting. The following year, we play at Stanford, and we lose to the eventual national champions. Thanks. Never won a playoff game. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt Sting a little bit, huh? Still bothers me. The fact that we went to BYU and needed to win one of two to have a home playoff game, we lost both, with Ryan Millar hitting into the court that was – Probably something like 40 by 35. I don't know what that means. It's normally 30 by 60. The BYU side slightly wider and longer. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Got it. And I think we were playing on a 26 by 26 square. Got it. Got it. They put four red dots on the other side of the court. If you didn't hit them, it wasn't in. Dude. (laughs) If it keeps happening over and over again, it's called cheating. It's not called anything else. It's not accidental. It's not a mistake. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago, but that video of that ball, like three feet in on the court, and the down ref that's looking right at it just immediately goes out. (laughs) First of all, I would lose my mind if I was the coach or player on the other side. But as somebody who had no horse in the race, it is so blatantly hilarious. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. We're going to have lots of video interaction today because I have a few other things to show. No, well, and like they said in uh, Usual Suspects, a rumor's not a rumor that doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, Luke Walton didn't stay unemployed very long, did he there, no. Jeremy? No, good for him. Yeah, Sacramento. Yeah. I think we knew that was going to happen. But However, sadly, for an important member of the volleyball community, the dream is over. For Luke Walton playing on the six-man team? No, for Luke Walton being the head coach of the Lakers and Geeter announcing the Lakers and everybody being buddy-buddy, pal-pal. Yeah. Yeah, there goes there goes Geeter's play, buddy. It was a good three-year run. Until uh, <laughs> last year. Good two-and-a-half-year run, right to the All-Star break. Oh, man. There's just so many circumstances that go into it, but when your starters – all are, Half of them are out. They played 23 games at together. Given moment. Yeah, yeah, it's just not yeah, good. It's tough. It's tough for everybody involved. And I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it since then. But like, when you when your job, everything you do is talked about publicly, all of that stuff. Like, 
Can you imagine like if the post office person's job was on social media every single day and we had talk radio about it? I'm going to go like Casey Yes, yeah, so it'd be brutal. Tell them just to But that's it. part of the deal. That's why you make the money. Oh, no, I, I'm with you. I just find it all entertaining. Yeah. I think he did come in. I thought I heard him. Can't hear over the jackhammers. I want to thank Tall Slim Tees for their support of the program. TallSlimTees.com. Go ahead and get their 10% off for code volleyball. All you have to do is use that code volleyball and you can get yourself a discount 10% off it'll cover your taxes if you're in the state of California because it's like 9.7 something percent and you will get yourself a tall slim tee and if you are not tall and slim if you don't fit in the 6'3 to over 7 foot category aren't that slim you know somebody who is so go ahead and get there get something for someone do them a solid tallslimtees.com supporting the show you need to support them Casey's not ready to come on yet. He's still eating a snack. Well, he's here. Yeah. We, we can just we can we just, just look at him. <laughs> that's not just today either. That's every week. Kevin just. Well, not that shirt. I do have a proposal for you here, though. You want to see what I actually put together? Here's here's this is the beginning. This is not the end. This is merely the beginning. Okay. We'll see how familiar you are with this oh, particular. Hey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> U A double B like three hundred times and then A again just went so hard cross. Is that Hawaii? Where, Hawaii. where are we playing I feel right like here? I'm looking the wrong way. <laughs> now yeah. You're looking right. I be looking. Yeah. Should yeah, wrist away. away. Yeah. Yeah. I should be looking the opposite yeah. way. Well, I can take care of that. Yeah. That's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. How many times did you win that game? Uh, my buddy owns the arcade version. Oh, okay. So the appropriate question is, how many times did I move that game? Oh, my gosh. And how long did it live in my basement in Colorado? Did you get to the point where you hit the serve like an overpass? <laughs> so if you went A, if you went BBBA and you jumped, you could jump and attack the serve. So no one beat me. By that point, oh, I figured out like the glitch. Spike the spike. You the could glitch. spike the serve, yeah. Hilarious. So the Russians had no chance in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> It is a great game, by the way. My, my buddy had the four-player full stand-up arcade, oh. and you could play it. You played a 10, rally score. It's very strange. But, yeah, everybody's buffed out. That's amazing. So that's uh, the beginning of the idea. I love it. I think we might have to go with that uh, Speedo for this year. The <laughs> look, at the t- look at the tan legs. Like, your shins are super tan <laughs> yeah. and your thighs are super white. I've been wearing all winter. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. you got a lot of ab definition here. 8-bit abs. Uh-huh. I also want to point out that the uh, person with the boom above their head that's diving for the ball should be going with their left hand. Because then, you bring, it, then you. you bring it back in the uh, court. I mean, just come on. He lacks flexibility in the left shoulder. Or, or, <laughs> or you just go Casey full right hand, but with the flipper. He's got to open it up and go flip Yeah, you got to go flipper. Yeah. Well, the boom is mine, I, but I have to 8-bit it. i, I got to figure out how to 8-bit the boom. Oh, nice. Oh, the, yeah, exactly. Because then it'll match. Cause it's, it's way too high definition. <laughs> it's the same color. but That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like we are near Waikiki. Is that diamond? That here? is. That's what it looks yeah. like, yeah. I do like the uh, like Lion it. King Speedo you got going on. Yeah, that's a good that's call. That's amazing. I can already hear the music in the background, like bing, 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 like the <laughs> tunes. Oh, so many hours. I on can that make eight bit music. That's for sure. Here's the Nintendo cover, Super Spike V. Look at our guy going. It's like he was running for a jumbo, and then and then the guy's like, "Nope, I'm ushing," and he's like, "Well, I'm here. Yeah, already backwards running." Like, <laughs> How, he pushed it like this. I yeah, don't understand. Might be that, an op- swing. that might be an open hand spike. I'm not quite are we sure. On a tennis court, like a, a raised <laughs> tennis court. We are in Hawaii in the in the illustration. Oh, and can right? we talk about how? Look, everybody on tour is in shape and fit, but they're not Rich Lamborn buff like, yeah, all, right. like all four of those dudes are on the right, cover. They're of this. all crossfitting four hours a day <laughs> and then still playing. <laughs> Who is this over here, by the way? Is that an agent on vacation from the FBI? 
That looks like Arnold. Is that Trevor? It Trevor does. Trevor. It, it does look <laughs> like Arnold. Arnold. Trevor kind of has the Arnold like the square face. Yeah. Yep. Let's see if we yeah. can give you a little close up there on the, the webcast. <laughs> and by the way, the only guy with shades too. <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. <laughs> Nobody else needs him. Amazing. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see the. I'm diving with my back to you. Dig but I'm going to spike you. Yeah. But looking yeah. over the yeah. side, I, I like, got you. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. Like he tricked him into it. I'm gonna go get your jumbo. Nope, just kidding. Adorable. I got it. <laughs> uh, Kevin, I don't know if you noticed this earlier, but my socks. Oh, look at that game. Just Casey Patterson socks. All right, get get it. Hold on, get let's it see to the camera. I get in there. I got to turn. We're in there. Multiple direct directions. Whoa, whoa, now we got a nice oh, shot look. of your butt. I know. Yeah, Jeremy's perfect. Butt. That did work out today. There you go. There it is. Wow. Nice. Nice. People do ask me if it's me. Legends, yes. It's perfect. That's yeah. exactly. And I ma- then I make them guess. Yeah, like, let's Here, we'll see get the, a, what's the... Uh, we'll get a close-up of maybe the Casey shirt coming soon. If we, if we can come to a financial arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listening uh, on the... Uh, so just good. the podcast are going to have to go to the Facebook stream afterwards just to, just to check see all the stuff right. we've shown on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, well, you did zoom Whoa, in on my butt, it? Kevin. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> you are behind... Gains train's been paying off. Apparently. We'll just leave that one up there for the rest of it. That's so good. This actually is reversed. Because I didn't think it looked good the other way, but. Yeah. So that and it, that is reversed. That's pre-LASIK surgery, too. I and don't even know if I can see what I'm doing. <laughs> and by f- and uh, you were obviously doing this. <laughs> yes. Uh, I sent that in Puerto Are we still Rico on? to you guys. Are we still on? Do you remember, like, two, 2009? <sighs> 2009, 10. I sent it to 10. 10. <clears throat> it was during, I was driving to practice. In Puerto Rico, playing indoor. And you guys are like, can you send me a boom? It's like, yeah, I'll send one. Yeah, and then it destroyed our show. Yeah. They're like, mm, no one listens anymore. No, you no. said oh. it, and literally the show went off air. Because oh. I think we had you on. <laughs> it did. You said boom, and it literally shut us. Who was our next guest that day? Hugh McCutcheon. Sorry, Hugh. No. What does he know about volleyball? Not, not a titan of the sport. Yeah. Literally kicked us off. It Actual was titan, as a matter of fact, too. Oh, he's a monster. Yeah, he was my coach at BYU summer camp. Yeah. Court one. When you made it up to court one, you got Hugh, and you're just like, oh, my gosh. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Ugh, the accent alone was just scary. You know what I mean? Ugh. He's speaking to me. Yeah. So nervous. I don't know if we've talked about on this show before how you got into volleyball. Yeah, my, my mom made me try out for our high school team. It, didn't like, <laughs> it was like two years old in Newbury Park, and I was playing basketball. I thought I was a total hooper, gangster, yeah. like we all did. Of course. Know? Just listen to rap music, just whatever. And my mom's like, why don't you try out for volleyball? It'll help your vertical and basketball. And I'm like, well, that's a girl sport, Mom. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play volleyball. Because it was so new to having a team in high school that, I mean, even still guys are like, really? You're going to play volleyball? Yeah. Come on, dude. Uh, it's so thought of as a uh, girl sport, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So she was like, just go try out. You'll love it. And I did. And I, all I could do was handset. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and we don't have to run lines. I want to play <laughs> No suicides. That's, to be honest, that's what like, did it for me. Exactly. I was like, I get to be athletic exactly. and try to jump high, but I don't have to run lines. Done. No more suicides. Yeah. No more St. Louis drill. Yeah. Rat races. Oh. Yeah. I hated it. And the sport is better for it. So and, yeah. suck it, basketball. Yeah, take that. <laughs> oh, wait. I could have. And then I go visit Chase, and I'm like, Mwah. You're like, oh. I only had to Should play how many, basketball. how many years I <laughs> yeah. and then could have retired and yeah. then gone to play volleyball after that? Yeah, I could have played like five in the league and then yeah. done. Yeah. 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 Dang it. Join the dunk contest. Oh. Although you did, which I found highly amusing, have some dunk contest photos 
from your house this year yeah. during NBA All-Star Weekend? I don't know if Chase could – I mean, he jumped over P. Diddy or whatever we're calling him these days. Yeah. I'm not sure. Puffy. Puff, whatever. Diddy, uh, whatever. Yeah. I did jump Sean, over Unicorn. Sean. Yep. And two baby girls. I mean, yeah. Chase, just one person or three? Th- a yeah, unicorn? Just, come on, bro. Come you got to go with what you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one guy's hanging out with P. Diddy. The other one, eh, he's got some little girls. Yeah, he's, he's in the driveway at home yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> just finished cleaning the garage. I'm going to dunk over these girls. How's your ping pong game? You still working? <sighs> it's getting tough. The garage gets back to filling up with toys and bikes, and then I got to clean it out. But we play once or twice a week. It's staying steady. I'm not improving. I'm just, I don't know if that's. You're maintaining. I'm maintaining. You just wait till your volleyball career is over, and then yeah. you can really put it. Yeah. How powerful it. is that serving machine? It's really fast, actually. It's okay. really cool. Can we do a Matrix-type video with you and the serving machine? Yeah, we should do that. Just, yes. Ah, wow. <laughs> wow, but double paddles. <laughs> beep, ping, beep, ping. <laughs> hitting everyone. It's really fun because you can set up about, I don't know, 50 to 100 balls in the thing. Wow. Set it up. Then they give you a net that surrounds the back of the table and catches it and funnels them down into like a shagging cart that you pull nice. out, switch, dump. I mean, so you're just like, boom, boom, boom. It's awesome. So, I mean, if you're just top spin forehand, like, boom, 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 you can go. get a couple 200 and then you go backhand and you can change spin, knuckleball, backspin, whatever. You got to practice. It's so cool. Nice. Then somebody walks in. Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Put the paddle down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's rad. It's uh, my boys love it. I wake up in uh, Saturday mornings and hear like, bong, 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 <laughs> they're out there fighting. <laughs> Paddles are getting thrown. Of course, they're yeah. just fighting. It's perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to test an upcoming item for AVP, a surprise item this weekend. Had to take it to the park to test it. Speaking of fighting or speaking of ping pong? Speaking I'm just of curious. fighting. Speaking okay. of all, I was just curious what the transition was. Yeah, it's fighting, although ping pong ish. Okay. So I'm testing this thing, and all the two of them can do is bicker. It's crazy. Your kids? I was like, are you too serious right now? Yeah. Like, I get you out here just to do this. We're trying to do this thing, and all you two do is just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's my oldest son tried to walk away. Fine, I'm leaving. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> it's incredible. Screw you, I'm like, out of here. They create just out of nowhere, out of nothing, just problems. And you're like, dude, come on. And then did you call your mom, and your mom's like, yeah, you did the exact same thing when you were that age? I don't talk to my mom. Yeah. Yeah, because she'll say stuff like that. The stuff that I put my my older son is putting me through is exactly what I did. And that's why it's all the more annoying. Dealing with me is the worst. Yeah. Because you don't like yourself. No. (laughs) It's a wonder I made it through childhood. If my my mother was a lion, I would have been eaten long ago. Oh, for sure. Killed. Save the herd or with the high, whatever. Lion. Probably not even pride. The pride. Yeah. pride. pride. Yeah. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Not a parliament. Yeah, something, something. Not long after I met Kevin, I don't know what we were doing on the show, but his kids were here, and at one point Kevin goes, yeah, I understand why some lions eat their young. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Especially <laughs> so on a long true. weekend and no school, you're like, oh, i got to get these kids out of here. You Just get out of my face. Please go back to school. Stop asking me a million questions. Do I have to be involved <laughs> in everything questions. you do? <clears throat> a million questions. Yeah. Yeah, it would wear me out in the car. You just had spring break, though, with him, didn't you? It's now. It starts. Oh, okay. Oh, we, we just finished. Got it. Yeah, we took a week off. We took a, we took about their homeschool pack so they can leave school for a mm-hmm. whole week. And then we went to Mexico, and now we, so we give them two. Yeah, oh, good for them. Our kids ah, should love spoiled, us. They better know. look back and be like, Dad, you, You're the we greatest. barely went to school. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Exactly. You're welcome. You're giving them life lessons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Life your, lessons. Your kids are still willing to participate in your Instagram hijinks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Willingly, they love it. Yeah. Okay. You're saying your yeah. kids they're are not, not over. Kevin? They're not over it yet. No, they, the no, my my guys especially will not. Yeah. No, they're still they still love it. Maybe there's a difference in the uh, person who's running said Instagram. Maybe. 
Maybe oh. that's maybe that's the difference. They, they just get mad <laughs> when I take pictures of things. They actually will point it out when they go buy something like this summer when we were on vacation. They were in Berlin without me when I was in the Manhattan mm-hmm. Open. And sure enough, I come home and we're walking by this store. And apparently they had walked by before because I stopped and took pictures. They're like, we knew it. They we were, knew you'd stop. They were trying to walk by <laughs> quickly. So You're so predictable. Dad. Like, Dad, look over here. No, no, this side, this yeah. side. <laughs> so Hilarious. Horrible. They get mad when I talk to people at events and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell, let's go. Do you tell them that's your job, that talking is your job? They and know. You talk to everybody? They know. So that's why you live here. Do you understand that? <laughs> they also have a special power of needing your attention as soon as someone talks to you. Or the phone rings. <laughs> as soon as I'm talking to someone, I get five or six punches in the gut. Dad, 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 dad. I'm like, you didn't talk to me for the last 30 minutes. Someone talks to me that I actually want to talk to now. Of course. And you're now punching me the whole time. Because yes. they could have spoke to you then. Oh, yeah. But now that you're not no. available... I must speak uh, to you Dad, now. I need you. They have a special power. <laughs> oh, everyone who doesn't have kids is like, this is so boring. This no, is I just, stupidest <laughs> discussion. <laughs> I'm just laughing at you both because yeah. I don't have, I don't have to deal with it. 50-50. I'm going to put this over there. I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> All right. You don't play indoor anymore, but when we talked to you a long time ago, yeah. one of the first times we had you on, you were headed to Puerto Rico shortly to go yeah. play. It's probably 2010, mm-hmm. your MVP down there. Mm-hmm. What did you like about indoor? What do you miss? <sighs> I mean... I love the fact of like just being able to hit a ball as hard as I can. And on the beach you can, but you don't do it as much. You're thinking so much more about the court you have. And uh, I just remember being, I used to nickname myself kind of like the garbage man. If, as soon as there was a bad pass, I knew as the opposite I was getting the ball. Yeah. And I was just getting so amped up. To just like, I'm hit just the ball, swinging like, away. Oh, just as hard as I could. I love that. I remember just hours and hours of hitting lines, putting it up in the rafters and just fisting balls straight down. Like <laughs> for like my whole, most of my indoor career was that. And then yeah. I started playing after like later in college and then pro. So I just love the energy of the crowd too. In Puerto Rico is really special place because they're, it's uh, very emotional. I would say like similar to my, my style of game, it was just very like up or down, you know what I mean? And so if we're playing well, it was like the greatest thing that ever happened to the <laughs> Island. You know what I mean? It was so cool. So I just miss a lot of that energy. Uh, yeah, that I mean, my body doesn't miss it. But yeah, right. <clears throat> my mind, I'll go and watch some old clips. I'm like, ah, oh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Because your, what was your timing? How long would you be over there, and then you come back here? For it was the like a three season. to four month period, depending on how far you went in, in playoffs. But yeah, it was. That was a short season. Though. Yeah, and they changed it. They moved it around so much, but it always somehow worked out. You could do it, and then still make it in time for like six weeks before the first beach tournament. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you could train. So it's usually always over the winter, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas kind of time. You were always there. Um, but we, we loved it. We had so much fun. I think my boys grew up there. I mean, every, taught them both how to swim in Puerto Rico. It oh, was, nice. It was awesome. Uh, Fernando Morales and his family. His, we stayed at his aunt house in Guaynabo, which was amazing. Uh, his uncle was part of uh, the Bacardi scientific side of it and how they like cultivated that engine like what do you call like an alcohol engineer almost yeah. kind of a thing you okay. know and uh he had this huge guest house and a pool and we'd just go and nice clean. and how many years did you do that for i did it for i played in puerto rico for four or five years but at there we played two years in a row gotcha nine and ten yeah it was fun yeah that's awesome good and times permanent summer basically yeah and a paycheck yeah you, <laughs> you knew it was either going to be cash and envelope or you were getting paid like because we were on a statute of limitations has run out on the tax <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah don't worry about it they uh yeah that was the fun part about something that I missed so I didn't know I didn't mention is getting paid yeah whether you won or lost it was awesome yeah 
I mean, sometimes you had to do the 1 a.m. parking lot cash handover and <laughs> threaten to leave, but you still got your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, um, there's a plane right there. I'm yeah. getting on if it. You don't pay I me. I'm cash. leaving. Okay, hold on. We'll meet you in 10. Like, it's 1 a.m. Okay. Yeah. Italy, Italy did that to me my last season. We're not going to pay you anymore. I'm not going to play anymore. Yeah, guess what? My arm starts hurting. My shoulder doesn't work now. Really, you are not? Yeah, that's correct. I am not. And my friends are coming, so I'm staying an extra yeah. week in the apartment. Yeah. And then I'm leaving. Yeah. I actually went and watched a match. <laughs> you have to do it, though, because... From the crowd. They wouldn't budge. Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They they told you they weren't going to pay you, which is their fault. Well, but credit well, to this them. happens all the time. Got credit it. to them for that, because most times they just don't pay you instead of telling you they're not going to pay you. Yes. And you just go home. They're like, we'll pay you when right. you get home. And you're like, don't ever no, leave. don't leave. Don't no. ever leave. And then you went and watched a match. So they That's told me hilarious. on one, like, start of the week or whatever, or whenever it was, the timing, we're not going to pay you anymore. What was, the, was there a reason? I walked like, out of practice. Because they were cutting the budget at the end of the year. Yeah, they didn't yeah. feel like they could beat the number one team. Yeah, got and I was playing in A2 like in a rehab. But one of the better teams, like top three teams yeah. or whatever, they didn't feel like we could beat A1, the, the number one team and get to the final just or get early. to A1 yeah. and move up. And so, and I was just starting to feel like myself. I'd been through like a whole year of injury and whatever else. I was just starting to feel like me. Whatever. So, okay, we're not going to do this. Fine. So I had friends literally who were arriving like the next day. But they thought you were going to keep playing? That's the part I'm confused with. Yeah, we're going to stop like, paying you, but you still have like well, five more matches to play. Well, they cut my salary by like, I don't know, two-thirds or something. Yeah, not not like, cool, bro. No. So I called USA Volleyball, and I said, hey, they're thinking about not paying me. You, you guys got the program running. Yeah, come on back. We'll pay you. Great. Called my friends who were coming. I said, come on out. They still came. And I told the team, I said, I'm staying for an extra week because I have friends here. I'm not leaving till this day. And t- to their credit, okay, whatever. And then there was a match that week. I went and watched the match. <laughs> That's so good. That's awesome. I went and sat in the crowd with my friends. And then I went in the locker room afterwards and talked to my teammates. And they totally understood. Of course. They're like, yeah, if they're not going to pay you, then that's fine. Yeah, right. the professional level, because they would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I'm out. But yeah, it did set up a weird. That's hilarious. Weird situation. <laughs> like that. Hmm. All right. So many situations like that. I think I had one where I had to. I, they sat me down after the first match. I was playing with Joe Slater Call, who played at BYU for a year from Cuba, maybe two years. And uh, first match, me and him led the team in kills. I had like six aces or something. And they're like, sorry, it's not going to work. I'm like, I just <laughs> led the team in kills, and you're going to tell me it doesn't work? And I said, no, you're not firing me. You're not sending me home. I'm sorry, you're not doing it. And they're like, okay, you're right, we're not. And then they did. Who I are just, you, George? Well, just went like, girlfriend? I'm wow. not doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. No, you're not. You're not dumping me. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. There's so many little stories like that, though. Dude. I've never, I've never done the sit in the crowd and watch a match, yeah. though. I mean, that's, that's the next level. I'll do you one better. That's awesome. Not my deal. Yeah. Gabe Gardner. Mm-hmm. He, Gabe's done some really sketchy stuff his whole, like, <laughs> College career, trying to get coaches fired, on into pros, whatever. But I love this story because it's someone <laughs> sticking it to the club. Some club in, I, I believe it was Greece, stopped paying him, did all kind of nefarious things. He took the car, drove it to Spain. Oh. Like a team car? Yeah, well, they they gave gave, you give you a car and part they of your contract. Your Got yeah. it. <laughs> he took the car, drove it to Spain, left it in the airport. Oh, my gosh. Good luck, boys. <laughs> 
Well, whose yes. name's on the record? They're like, yeah, that's amazing. Yes. That's so good. And I love it. And anyone, even foreign guys you talk to, they love that story because, like, yeah, someone stuck it to the club. Yeah, finally. It's not the right thing to do. It isn't, but <laughs> it happens so much. You're like, yeah, one for the, the player. You Don't tell your exactly. kids to listen to this stuff. podcast, but uh, good yeah. job. <laughs> not the right decision. Hilarious. But awesome. That's hilarious. That's really funny. Yeah. Not even in the same country, at Bye. an airport. <laughs> I mean, how much did that cost? Unbelievable. Did they ever find it? Do they fly and go get it? Does, totally yeah, where is it? it? Yeah. Where are the keys? Wow. It's am- yeah, exactly. Oh, they're under the in the visor. Always like a movie. Yeah. Oh, of course. Beep. Running from aliens. I need oh, to, I need to steal catch. this car. Oh, yeah. there are the keys. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's so good. Hey, take me back to you and Jake Gibb. Yeah. 2013 to 2015. Yeah. Crushing the Cuervo Tour. Crushing the early part of the AVP. Yeah. What was right about those times? You know, I think there's something to be said about uh, a partner that somehow like magically fits perfect for your style. And whether you think you know what that is or what you can perceive that to be, uh, whatever we had was perfect because I was a young defender that didn't scoop a lot of balls but could side out really well. And if I did scoop, I was going to transition, and that was my strength. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Hildebrand actually was a big part of us coming together because uh, Jake put a lot of trust in him because they golfed all the time and they were buddies too. And then my wife is Tyler's wife's best friend. They grew up playing club together, Kristen. Mm-hmm. And so there was this like cool like pre-team aura that was like building and all the pieces were coming close, like a puzzle piece and they all just coming closer together and fitting in. And uh, yeah, I think that was just a part of it. And Jake is a very uh, consistently smooth volleyball player. Mm-hmm that has really good highs, you know what I mean? And not very low lows. And that for me was huge because I was dipping and peaking and dipping and peaking and all over the map with emotions and wanting to live up to Rosie's, you know, resume because he'd played with Rosie for eight years before that. I'm like, oh, no pressure. If we don't play well, well we know who it is. You <laughs> it's know definitely I mean? Casey's yeah, fault. exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> I put a lot of time into that and I went to the left side and felt blind for the first four months of playing. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know how to play volleyball anymore because I'd played right for so long. Mm. It's weird because now that's how I feel on the right. Uh, just always kind of happens that way. But yeah, Jake and Jake had a, uh, a special ability to, uh, I mean, he let me be a little wild and kind of, you know, test the outer boundaries, but then somehow without really saying anything, he'd always kind of bring me back in. So it kind of smoothed me out. And, you know, I mean, we hit the weights real hard. We trained with Tim Pillow. So like we had all the right pieces and that's something that's cool is that Jake built such a rad team. And we, by the end, we had such a good team around us that, I mean, that was so fun. I felt almost invincible every time we went to a tournament. Like, oh, who do we have? Yeah, I'm not worried. Like, it was weird. Not in a cocky way, but, like, we found Confident ways way. to win. We yeah. found ways to win. Now, I well, knew we could always put in the work as right, well, too. Right, <clears throat> And plus, we both were, like, gamers at the end of games where Jake would stuff a ball or get an ace, or I would get an ace down the line or scoop and put it. You know I mean? It was like we'd always save those special plays for the end. We always called it dangling the carrot. Like, oh, <laughs> dangle the carrot again. Like, not how we want to, but, it, I mean, we always somehow figured out a way. Yeah, it was really cool. And were you with Kevin Wong right before Jake? I was with uh, Ryan Doherty. That's right. I was with Kevin. But Kevin was when that. you played. That's when you first went full time defender, right yep. behind Kevin. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, it's a Ryan. Long, had, Ryan it's a long Dun- team. Kevin yeah. Wong and Casey Patterson. <laughs> it's very <laughs> yeah. long. And then it went from me and Ryan. Yeah, so the yeah. seven footer, <laughs> and he dumped me for Todd, 
because Phil oh, dropped him for Rose. I know, yeah. I know you were saying that you were thinking about not just this year, but the next yeah, year. Yeah, I was that like, let's made do our intro still. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's that, what that's from, that yeah. discussion. Yeah, that was like, dude, long term, let's do this. Like, we could really make a run at an Olympics, and I've never been, and I think we could do it. Um, and he was like, I'm going to play Todd. I'm like, dude, good. F-. And I, I wasn't mad. I've Hard never been no mad. Yeah. yeah, and I've never been mad. Anytime a partnership breaks up, be bummed, I'm like, but it's still hey. Todd. Right. Yeah. Right. You're like, okay, you're going to learn something, you know. Uh, unfortunately, I think they practice like once or twice a week in Todd's backyard, and Ryan's like, "Man, you know, it's a lot less volleyball than we were playing." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean that's the give and take. You can go yeah, learn, and you can go to his where he is in life, or where we are, where we're both kind of grinding." So, yeah, that was oh, that you was could a fun year though. Talk to Jake too about getting dumped by partners all the time as a lot, well. A lot of fire, Darty and uh, Todd. Super fire <laughs> oh. team. <laughs> Just reading books in separate corners of every player's tent. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Hey, Todd. <laughs> What time do we play? All right, yeah. see you on the court. Yeah. As Ryan's tweeting about how Tesla's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to Bitcoin. short he's trying yeah. to short their stock and right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's trying to make it in crypto. Yeah. 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 I like that. So tell me about sixteen then. What goes wrong with the Olympic Games? You know. Is it before? Is it during? No. It was I mean, it's weird because I think we went in ranked fourth and then we got ranked fifth because Brazil jumps, they take the one spot. So then I think we're oh, the right. fifth seed. Um, I mean, we were in a perfect position to capitalize on on meddling. Like, we had been consistently doing well. I think we had won a medal one or two tournaments before. So we had beaten all the top teams, you know what I mean, like multiple times and uh, played Qatar. I was I had zero nerves in that first match at all against Qatar. I played them before. The announcer was Brazilian. Maradona. I was there for the first you match, and I, was always do- I always looked at the players when they ran out for introductions because some you could tell, like, they're like, oh, my God, this is way yeah. bigger than it is. And I was trying to maintain my level of excitement. And then when I saw how excited Casey was and, uh, yes, like, I'm excited to be here, I was like, oh. Like, I think I sat up. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's, he is Let's ready go. to go. Because oh. it was a day match. Your first it match was. was. It was the middle of the day. Yeah. Right. And then you got fired up and then Mike Tirico got fired up because you were fired up? Yeah, Mike Tirico called me the MVP. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Yeah, I don't yeah. not the world. Well, you were. We, we hear not know the, that because not the world week. not the world class athletes. I think every world. throwback Thursday for Roche is that clip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for the rest of his oh, life. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you guys not seen this yet? Let oh, me just let me play my that bad. for you. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was it was rad. And I yeah, I felt we had just played at a Grand Slam in that exact location. I knew all the Brazilian staff that run the Brazilian tour became really good friends with over the years so it was like i knew everyone there so mm-hmm. it was like dude this is this is the same old thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's another tournament in long beach or manhattan or wherever uh so i came out kind of firing and smooth serves and bombed some balls and scoops and delivered jake's stuff you know i was just like yes let's go so we beat them and we're like all right we're i think on your track. first serve was an ace i think it, it was yeah because i remember geeter texting me and getting a text from geeter like nice i think his way to come out on fire i kid. think your first <laughs> swing like went out but it was a absolute hammer <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, and then his first serve was, was like, oh, he's he's definitely ready to go. I was ready. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it was a great start, and I was like, wow, this is way less stressful than I've ever thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I thought this would be, like, so hard to deal with. Nothing, nothing, and it was awesome. And then we go in and we play a, an Austrian team that we had battled with a lot. I think we lost to them the very first time we played them, and then we played them four times after that and maybe had beaten them. Every time after that, Huber and Seidel, Huber, Huber and Seidel, yeah, yeah, Seidel, who ran very quick tempo plays, back shoots. The defenders really zandy, really small and good, great ball control, and we'd usually handle them and made sure like it was a tough battle, but we'd always beaten them. And there was that weird 
which is every time you go into a stadium, there's this weird like tornado wind where it comes in from all four corners. So especially, just, that, especially that stadium. Yeah, too. because it was that was interesting. <laughs> it was so it that was put together with some special pieces. Oh, walking underneath that. I was like, oh, my gosh. You saw all kinds of pieces that you're like, shouldn't that be attached yeah, to something? Just, just laying just on the ground. Like, and you're like, yeah. Okay. Because I think the water had gone up before that, right, and kind of washed that area. I mean, it was so close to the water. <laughs> but, I mean, it was rad because it was so extreme. It, it almost went, went straight So up. vertical. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I was in there a few times. Yeah, it was cool. Well, one part of that stadium, too, was kind of open. So, especially during that Phil and Nick match oh where gosh. it was like minutes before the match, it was fine. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude! Where like where is that wind coming from? And it's just whipping around, like from my point of view, the back right hand side of the court uh-huh. was just whipping through there and just swirling differently on the court than it was anywhere else in the stadium. I was at the beach, knew that their match was coming up ten minutes away. We we're all out in front of the Marriott. Oh, my wife's whole family were all there, just hanging out, doing the speedo thing where you stand and you stare back at the water with yes. one leg forward. <laughs> And you just stand. Like, that's how they beach. You know what I mean? It was cool. So then we got all our stuff, walked in, and as soon as we got in the door, it was like tents, chairs, everything was just blowing down the beach. Like, how it just happened. Yeah. From nothing it to literally went from 35 zero. miles yeah. an hour. It's crazy. That's how they beach. I like that. Yeah, that's how they beach. <laughs> they do, yeah. right? It's like the it's like a hands on the hips, hands on the hips, and then facing the sand with their back to the water. I Please. can see Ricardo doing it right now. Oh. Except on his speedo, he has a giant emblem right across his package. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> he's huge, always doing that. His huge sponsor over his button crotch. Yeah, <laughs> his button crotch. Yes. So you guys lose that one, eighteen eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah. They kind of chipped away at us. And then you know you're like, okay, that one's so much harder to swallow because you're like, okay, you could go. That was the old school way where you could go any way, mm-hmm. right? You could come out right. first or last. Right. We win the next match. However, that fourth match happens, we either are the number one seed and go mm-hmm. to a ninth or whatever, or you know what I mean? We're we're out of the tournament. <laughs> so we lose to Spain, and it's even swirlier in that one. And Spain, those guys are they're nasty. They're Rare good. Gaviras, they're unreal. They can side out better than most teams in the world, which we saw in. Uh, King of the court, you know what I mean? Those guys. Yeah. Well, they've been playing together since they were 12. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and side out is their jam. That's mm-hmm. what they do. So we battled against them and came up short. And then I think we needed either, I think we needed Austria to win and beat Qatar so they could go like 0-3 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then it would come down to point differential. If Qatar won, it was point differential kind of a thing. And I think they were winning and ended up losing in three. And we sat in the players' tent watching it, just going, "Is this gonna really? Is this gonna happen? Did we really leave it up to this? Whether yeah, we ugh. carry on or not, it was so gnarly. It happened so fast that you're just like, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, that was tough. That was tough because that was our probably our worst tournament ever together. I mean, I think we had one 25th in Long Beach one year after a maybe a medal overseas, and you're just kind of like long season end of the year, and yeah. you got like a 25th that had a gnarly pool and. I think besides that, that was like our worst finish ever. I think Jake got a ticket like the next day and just went home. It was that was tough for him, especially because he'd gone what two fifths in a row or something. Well, I remember talking to him after his first Olympics. He came up in the DJ booth and I was just like, "What was the experience like?" He's like, "It was so fun," and then all of a sudden it was over. Yeah, he's like, and I was like, "That's Hmm. it. Like that's I don't get to do anything else." Like he's like, "Because you're playing, you're playing, and that's all you're focused on, and then it's done." Regardless of what place you finish, yeah. he's like, and it just felt like it happened so quick. Um, so then, yeah, when it's out of your it's control, like, what do like I, that towards the end, now what do I do? Get out of here. Yeah. 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 Right. 
It's so funny on the beach side. It's it can be quicker. Yeah. The indoor side is a grind. Like right. You guys play a lot of matches, right? Every other day through the whole two weeks. Like. <laughs> by the time you get to the end, you're like, dude, can we be I done yet? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because yeah. well, both beach too. Like it all starts the day after opening ceremonies and goes to like the day before closing. Ceremonies. Yeah, it so goes right. over a long period. Yeah, I played the day of closing in Greece. Yeah, we played a bronze medal mm-hmm. match day of closing. So gnarly, crazy, so long. So, how does your partnership end? I moved to Camarillo to coach for Sports Academy and their beach club. That was right after that Olympics. Right That's after, right. Mm-hmm. I was actually like had signed the deal with them leading up to it and I was kind of like consulting and helping them and they were paying me like a contract and it was I mean more than any sponsor had paid me and I'm like well if I'm going to do this let's do it for real I'll go up there and train out of there and drive halfway just thinking because that's what everyone's doing now everyone's yeah. always meeting Hermosa yeah I'm like oh it'll work and uh Jake was like man that's a lot of driving and I don't want to do that. It is because if you're not from Southern California, let's say you're driving from Huntington Beach to the Thousand Oaks area, it could easily take you two hours. Oh, that's with no traffic. That's at 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's me to Hermosa if I time it wrong. It's two and a half. Two and a half. (laughs) And it's how many miles? It's, it's probably 78, 80 miles from Huntington to Camarillo. Huntington to Camarillo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's It's like 50 from Hermosa. Yeah. yeah. So 50 it's not, miles, two and a half hours. Right. Depending on how you time it, it's either an hour and 15 or two and a half hours. Right. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So that was going to be too much. Plus, Taylor was playing real well, and I think uh, he was close by, and Jake was kind of thinking of kind of playing with him and not knowing what, where he was going to go. Well, and after that season two with uh, Taylor and Trevor, like they both kind of took that next step. Right. So you knew that they did. Taylor was. I think we played him in like three finals, that two or three finals yeah. that year. Yeah. So Taylor was on people's radar for sure. Right. Yeah. So I, I took the. Almost like the indoor contract. Like, hey, I'll go take the, the money and then still play beach in the offseason kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of how I was looking at it. Um, and, you know, for the first two years, it was awesome. And now it's changed a lot. Um, Kobe Bryant invested in it. Right, it's Mamba Sports Academy. Yeah, now, now it's Mamba Sports Academy. Just in case you hadn't heard, he played for the Lakers for like 20 years. Yeah. Won right. I remember the name. Mamba. Right. right. Mamba mentality. <laughs> <laughs> so things have changed a lot because of, of that. Um, a lot of people are, are gone or have been replaced. They're just tightening. You know what I mean? Like when somebody comes in, they tighten everything up and any, uh, any sort of extra, you know, revenue that they have to spend to keep it open. They're trying to get rid of because they need to, I don't know, cut, cut the fat kind of, I think, so to say is kind of whittled away. So my, I also took a step back because it was taking a toll. I was driving to Hermosa and back lifting. Then co- I was coaching. I would do two privates for two hours and then I would coach for between four and six hours. So I would get done at nine thirty ten, 10 oh and then wake gosh. up at four, repeat and do it again. So it took about three weeks of that until I felt like I was 95 years old. Yeah. And I'm not a very springy, uh, flexible person. And all that did was just go, put me in well, just commuter the, mode. Just and I the was drive like, alone, Whoa. much less all the other oh my physical gosh. stuff you're doing. Just and the then drive. standing Ugh. and coaching and trying to like find some sort of energy to give back that's positive. I feel like you're just getting – it's like you have a family of 30 kids that are all asking <laughs> you, dad, 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 and you're just like, 
by the time I was done, I was mo more emotionally drained than mm -hmm. physically drained because I was trying to help these kids so much, and it was just such a drain. I'm sure that was working out well at home. Yeah, I I, I saw my wife. Yeah, maybe once a month, maybe once, and my kids because yeah. I'd they'd go to school, I'd already be gone. They'd come home and be asleep when I'd come home. I didn't see them for just not a year. A, not a lot of hours in the day. For no, them. and I was just you know taking that 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 hustle grind mode. Like, dude, I just got to put in the time now. Put in the time. But it was to a point where then it's that story where, dude, you're miserable. Stop doing that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I had to kind of stop. Quality of life stuff comes Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'd rather not make money at this point and just be able to, you know, see my family a little bit. So you're going to stay in Camarillo? I don't know. We're trying to decide that right now. Yeah. I'm at a point where, like, I miss Huntington a lot. Mm -hmm. I really miss Huntington. Um, but we'll see. There's, there's no – I'm kind of like a big fish in a little pond up there. If you're talking about clubs or beach programs, like – yeah. No one would threaten me at all because, I mean, not to say anything about that, but no one's going to Mama Sports Academy f because Kobe Bryant's good at volleyball, right? Correct. They're going to go yeah, for yeah. a basketball scholarship. They're going to yeah. go to the like pre-draft basketball stuff. They're going to have like the best staff for that. So if I'm not if I'm not there, then there's really it's it's really tough to be motivated. I feel like as a kid to be like, well, I'm going to go there and, and have access to all these things I don't really use when I could just go to the beach. You know what I mean? So there's like this weird give and take where you've got to be able to kind of figure that out. And for me, that's where I'm at. I'm like, do I just keep working for them and, and helping them and, and cultivate that when we have two only two indoor courts? Or do you go to the beach where no one is and just kind of consume all the talent? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's an interesting position because it's hard to run a, a, f a full camp with – or not a full camp, a full club with only two courts yeah. and not have to do it for six hours and uh, wave yeah. all the age groups and all these things. Where yeah. if you're at the beach, you've got six to eight courts, maybe ten. Everyone goes at a two-hour block. We've got all our coaches. Everyone's there coaches, in yeah. and out. Yeah. So it's hard because that's, that, that's been the, the hardest thing to try to figure out because they don't want you to go off campus, but you're like, well, we need to manage it. So it's been interesting because it was also a startup, so you're like, we'll say, no yeah, one's done new it before. For, yeah, we're trying to figure it out. Too, yeah. Is right. that organization switching focus to basketball then? No, they're just switching. They're switching focus to the key sports that actually make money. So it'd be like they're getting rid of some of the other sports. They're they're just working on basketball, some football combine guys, and, yep. and like offsite training stuff, and then uh, indoor volleyball because they're a great money maker. And then beach is kind of like always on the cusp of like cover ourselves, but we're not really making money. And so they use the sand a lot for NFL training, for basketball yeah. cross training, like mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Workouts, they have workout groups in there, so they use the sand really well. It's just a matter of getting enough kids in there to make it lucrative for a club. You're like, wow, two and courts. And that facility is it's legit. ginormous. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's so cool. It's, I feel like I was bagging it, but I'm not. Like, no, I, it, that was me like, and the inner struggle of trying to f run a club with two courts and being like, whew, I can only be on this court for, you know, I mean, an hour and a half at a time is a lot. And then to go six, I'm like, I can't. That's we need more time, courts yeah. or we need something different. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. I mean, it's such a cool place. And having my kids have access to go there and – all the things that's so cool but then at the end of the day you're like dude with how much i'm driving still wanting to compete and play you're like oh, it's getting really hard to do both of these that's why i have that perspective of you know being around nba athletes and stuff too and when, when i hear them talk publicly about not having certain things or whatever and then yeah. i stories like this i'm like yeah but you don't have to go coach for six hours you have somebody who's driving you <laughs> yeah. if you're a top player right you have somebody right. who's driving you where you right. need to go like right. You can't play back-to-backs, but you just played, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. nine matches in three just days. came over from yeah. China. Exactly. And then, yeah. 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 That's what makes it tough, too, is because – Middle seat back from China. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. So tough. 
I that's mean, mental training. I like how you call that dude. mental like, training. That's real mental training. 100%. Like, all these mentalities, it's like, you want a mentality is when you don't get paid to do it and you're still doing it. Ugh. And you're just a, a giant human in a small space. And you're like, this is mental training right here. And you walk by the DJ and the exit row and you just absolutely, oh, and you absolutely his, hate him. You're so mad at him. He has his Lulu <laughs> travel pants on and his new Viore Adidas. Viore oh, travel now. pants Oh, now, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, is, that is, right? You see guys like complaining. You're like, dude, really? <laughs> Like, even if I win every AVP event and I win, let's say I get to a medal round in every FIB event, I don't even clear $100,000. Like, and you are crushing you're, it. And you're the yeah. best team in the world at that point. The reality I of- mean, Jake and I went, out of eight events, we went four in a row, a, and then a second, and then I think three thirds. I mean, it's tough to do better than that. And we made $41,000. You know what I mean? Like, and that's... And the FIVB money is going the wrong way right now. The FIVB is, I mean, it has gone so well, tournaments too because they did the star system. And so now they're just like disperse the money into all these terrible low-end tournaments that get celebrated in the media just yeah, like one a five-star star and a one-star. No one has any idea. It's like, what? You won this tur- tournament in Malaysia that no one's ever been? But they're all over your- Facebook or they're all over <laughs> Instagram and you're like, yeah. Is, shouldn't the metal be smaller? I don't, like, <laughs> Did you have to bring your own net to that tournament? It's a, yeah, exactly. Did you, did you get a volume discount on those? Why are we still it's getting insane. those at the Vienna event? <laughs> and then sponsorships are going. All the, the brands are, they're not paying athletes. No, not, just product. They they're basically putting money into social media ads and Inf- their marketing team and hiring an agency to go find affiliates or ambassadors to fill that need for free and free product. Remember, I mean, it's basically, it used to be like, you were a rad athlete on top of your game. A brand was like, I want to be associated with you. I want to support your journey, and I want to help you win. And in that, in turn, you're on TV, and you're giving us publicity. You're doing events for us. Everyone's kind of growing together. Now it's like, well, what can you do for me? I'm not supporting your journey. What can you give me? How many followers do you have? Well, How, that- what conversion can you get? And we'll give you a 10% you know, on your action conversion. on conversion on, yeah. on whatever your, your mom and dad buy because they're supporting you <laughs> as an affiliate of whatever. My mom does buy stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's what's happening now. And yeah. So everyone's like, no, we'll give you an affiliate code. You make 15% off whatever you can sell. You're like, dude, I'm not going to turn m- my social media into a commercial. And every post is a commercial on me trying to sell you on something. Well, that loses the vibe. I don't want to follow people that do that. Right. You're supposed to use my image, not me just using you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But it is true. There are brands. So Asian Rich, who you both know, is a supermodel. Yeah. Um, but he will lose out on gigs because he doesn't have as big of a social media following. Right. Because the brand, that's also free marketing for them. If he's like, oh, I'm doing a shoot for, right. you know, Fitbit or whatever. Yeah. He's going to post it. And they're like, oh, that's free marketing for us. So, yeah, we're going to hire that model. That yeah. And same in the DJ world. Like, I will have lost gigs. Oh, for sure. And not based on skill. Just based no. on a, well, this a guy has 1.5 million. You've got 10,000. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whether that converts over to them selling anything or not, that's just what they're interested in. And even now, they're like, well, even the guy that has 1.5 million isn't really going to convert because his following isn't very loyal. So they're like, nah, that's not a good fit. So then they do you know, a background search on your account and like, well, yep. how effective are you? And they do all the analytics and you're like, wow, this is so gnarly. It's crazy. Like they know it, more about you and you're like, well, I can't really sell. You used to be able to sell TV time or you used to be able to sell the event and be like, hey, we're going to be here and thousands of people are here. And we'll be on NBC and all these things. And now they're like, 
Well, the conversion doesn't say that it's worth what you're asking. I know, it's crazy. You're like, what do I do? It's crazy. Well, yeah. I got to go get a job then so I can do my hobby. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where it's, it's come down to because unless you're single and living in South Bay in an apartment with five other dudes and you're paying 600 bucks a month, it's almost impossible to do it. Support a family of four on... Well, in the time of it too, unicorns. right? Yeah, well, yeah, I got unicorns. it. <laughs> that's Bobby Jacobs. He gave yeah. that to me for free. In the time of... <laughs> Right, like you are a full-time professional athlete. Yeah. And then to do the social media thing is almost another full-time – to do it right, right, right. right? Like I can right. take terrible photos all day on all my day. phone. But like that's not With what people zero are going to – Correct. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like another full-time job is marketing yourself. Right. And then, yeah, trying to sell yourself and gain more followers. And like, well, what's, what kind of value am I providing here? Is it just commercials on brands trying to sell stuff or am I going to yeah. provide something? Well, and do it in a way like – I think it comes across pretty quickly whether somebody's genuine on their social media or not. Yes. And if they're not genuine, like we'll just let's let's just say John Mayer <laughs> well, let's say, started I, yeah. started trying to be like Casey on social media. Like, we all be like, "Come on, John! Come on, John! It's we know not fake fire. Yeah. Come on, come on, bro! Yeah, I, I absolutely love Tulsa and Tees. I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's part of your your They're sponsorship for our show. Your V neck. T-shirt yeah. is all you. Classy V. Yeah. Yeah. I love Tall Slim Tees. That's why we have them as a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. That's See, why they're that's on the show. And that's why you get that's 10% honest. off with yeah. code volume. It's organic. Yeah. He put it in the per- perfect timing. Yeah. It felt right. Now, if I start <laughs> advertising Tall Slim Tees, like, people nice would be like, come on, bro. Right. First of all, you're not tall. First yeah. of all, medium slim tees ain't a thing. It's just tall. <laughs> tall slim tees. You can't even fit in the small shirt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's like, I can sleep in this. Yeah. A little bit Stavertlick style, but whatever. <laughs> Just chiseling the block in your dreams. Oh, oh. Oh, he's so good. At that. Well, actually, Stavertlick style is this. And this relates back to a rumor that actually my wife was asking me the other night when I was making reference to it for the umpteenth time in 20 years. She goes, is that actually true or did you guys just make that up? The rumor was that Bob would hang around in his room, shirt only, with the roommate. <laughs> That's the rumor. That's the rumor. Whether got, it's true or not, who cares? I need to check with Bob oh. to find out if there's any truth to this, but this is what we were told, and by we, I mean myself and Tom Hoff. And so we ran with it. Of course. And Stavertlick style is a thing. Like, <laughs> if you, at some point, you know, get something on your pants or whatever, you're changing, and everything goes wrong in the order, because normally it's shirt off first yeah, in the shower, right. right? Yeah, you're prepared. If something goes wrong in the, in the order, and you end up Stavertlick style, shirt only, you're like... Hey, I'm hey, style. Hey, this is weird. <laughs> what just happened? I can't spell it, but this is what it supposedly is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so I don't know if it's true or not, if anyone has any definitive information on whether that actually happened. Oh, it's almost that. worse because in, in your peripheral, you know that the guy, like he's going to the shower. You're like, okay, I can not look away, but your shirt on, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, you're getting just bits and pieces. You know what I mean? Well, like, hey, you know, if, if, it, if you're going to the shower, just fully up. Just yeah. take it all off. Yeah. No problem. Whatever. Right. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Don't bother me one bit. I can look the away. The shirt looks weird. Yeah, because then you're like, wait, are you? Oh, you got me again, dude. I look. <laughs> yeah, you're pantsless. <laughs> no, bro. I got clothes on. Yeah. No, you don't. No. No. <laughs> nope. But with you, with the tall slim tee, it wouldn't be a problem, Jeremy. No, you'd be down fine. Down to your knees. Like that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah. Skirt for you. Yeah. You'd be fine. yeah. Look like you'd a high school fine. girl at a sleepover. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Pillow fights and all. Oh, man. So, Casey, that leads to the question of... Smooth transition. Not, yeah. <laughs> the earlier discussion, not the tangent, <laughs> leads to the discussion of how much longer. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and, and for what reasons would you stop playing? Yeah, I think once I can't – luckily I got in a position where I marketed myself well and I was able to have sponsors that kind of have stayed loyal and I've been able to hold on to enough that 
I'm able to make a living out of this. And I think once, once I can't, that's when it's time to kind of start finding other things to do, which luckily I've been trying to do for the last five or six years is kind of plant seeds with all different companies and find where, out. Where are you planting those seeds? So like for Rockwell, they've got me helping them with uh, sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of uh, helping. Product do, placement? Right, exactly. You have your own watch. Yes, With I your do. face on it. Exactly. So I'm trying to like do that and find ambassadors. And then I'm kind of helping find the, 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 the team or the affiliates that represent Rockwell and then help with uh, corporate deals and stuff like that where they do like incentive president's programs, you know, salesmen that re- mm. reach this upper echelon and they get like these rewards. And so kind of in- integrating Rockwell into that because that's what they've done in the past and done really well with. Um, and then actually talking to ABP right now and uh, hopefully becoming uh, the official watch company for, for ABP. Cool. Like the official watch of the ABP. And so we're kind of doing some collaboration right now and it's kind of in, in talks. And so it's, it's been cool to uh, hopefully will, launch it in Huntington. Will Josh Glazebrook get his own oh. like, super buff watch? Yes. It's just buff. Yes. And good looking and takes amazing so photos. So every time he's doing <laughs> rows, he can photos. just the watch the time. Yeah, the oh. watch takes amazing photos as he's lifting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somehow exactly. the watch gets a drone uh, shot. I cannot wait. Right. What? Yeah. He can control his drone from that? <laughs> <laughs> best, best watch ever. Yeah. So that's been kind of the thing. And then also with, with all the other companies, it's like taking the experience that I've had playing, <laughs> traveling the world, doing these things. So like, uh, like for Legends, they started a sock company. Now they're doing apparel. Well, I was like, let's do like an ultimate travel bag. So I met up with my buddy and uh, who we designed the whole thing together. And I kind of said, I've got 100 backpacks in my garage. There's yeah. all something wrong with them. Let's fix this problem and try to get as close as we can to a bag that would – that everyone would like use, you know, more fluidly. And so that's what we did. And so uh, that was really fun for me to do all the fabrics and the zippers and all the compartments and the design process around that. So I'm kind of, I mean, it's rad. I've almost prepped myself to start my own thing, but then you never, I mean, that's a whole <laughs> different world. You know you what I mean? Th- you think you're in a penniless world right now. Yeah, I know. Start your own thing. See how that goes. All well, that well, savings time, will just go to yeah. not making money and hopefully this next thing actually makes money. Well, time-wise too, like you would need to oh, almost not stop doing all the other stuff. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> trying exactly, to travel yeah. the world. Yeah, it's yeah. You would need to get rid of your children, yeah. get rid of your volleyball career. Right. And then see. So that's where it's tough because you're like, okay, I got sponsors to pay me. Every year I have the opportunity of making money. If, whether I win or not, I'm able to make money with sponsors and, and networking and doing all those things. And then, you know, say you have like, I've had mediocre years the last couple of years, been injured, been dealing with, you know, the commute, doing all those things and trying to get healthy and then new teammate and, you know, Theo, then Stafford and trying to figure out a good uh, situation and then, you know, still being able to come out on top and be like, okay, yeah, we can do this again. You yep. know what I mean? That's where I've yep. been every year. And so now I'm trying to go more focus into, okay, let's put more focus into training, put some of these things on the back burner, and then really try to give myself this last push before I'm really too old to kind of do it. Have you thought about getting on Patreon? I haven't. Do you know what Patreon is? Uh, the McKibbins mentioned it. I don't know you what guys, it is. You guys should all be on Patreon. Every beach model player. And what? It's it's like patronage. Okay. The old word of patronage. Yeah. But Patreon just allows people to buy into your brand. People, anybody. Okay. To give you a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars oh, a month, that's whatever awesome. it is. And you provide like some sort of some sort of incentive. So in in the world of uh, makers, which I'm into now. Uh, <laughs> what? Why no, is it I, just, you? It's just Kevin's like, term, Kevin's terminology. I just love it. Uh, yeah, they're called makers. I know they are. That's Take a gander up that way. I haven't I know. stopped staring at them up here. And I'm like, wanted. <laughs> I just I'm so I, excited about those. Casey <sighs> might take one right now, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> There's one yeah, missing. Like, I'm just, where it went. Yeah, 
I mean, is yeah. that what is that walnut? I mean, <laughs> what do we got up there? Is that True. maple? <laughs> so <laughs> that could be yours in a couple weeks. I know. Do we go CNC uh, router with that, or what do we got going on? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the garage. So in that world, what they do, a lot of them have podcasts or the Instagram feeds, or whatever. maybe they provide extra content. So like if you're oh, okay. if you're listening to their podcast and you remember their Patreon, you also get the after show. Okay, they talk about some special stuff, right. put out some special offers, whatever it may be. They also sell merch, which you and I are having a conversation about. Yeah, uh, there's. There are some crossovers to be had. The 8-bit t-shirt you got yeah. on? Perfect. There are some crossovers to be had yeah. in that world to this world in terms of they talk about re- where the revenue streams come from. Uh-huh. And to make it on their own, make it as a YouTube person in the DIY space, you have to have multiple revenue streams. Right. You guys are the same. Yeah, exactly. And Patreon, I think, is a, an excellent route. It just allows the people that, that have bought into your brand or are excited about you to say, yeah, I got couch money for you, but couch money times a hundred, yeah, couch right. money times a thousand. Right, it's buying your flights to all the events. Right, exactly. Meaningful. Yeah, it's huge. So I, will, I think you should look into it. Maybe. I think every beach volleyball player That'd should look into That'd be a cool idea. It. You could like, stream your practice and then you could almost break it down after with Sit them. down and Be chat. like, look, here's what I did wrong. Here's what I did right. Here's what I do to do that right. Here's right? what I'm going to do this weekend against whoever. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. away. And, and you give them a little bit of extra content, they give you a few extra bucks. That's really cool. Yeah. So one more job. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're already doing a lot of the social. So Right. Yeah. If you're already doing it, it might as well make it worthwhile. And it would make money. I mean, it's it's one other job, but it's a job that in theory, you if you have enough people see, on there, you yeah. have some, some cash flow. That's a great idea. So something for you to do oh, this afternoon. So glad I came getting, today. When you're yeah. getting peppered by if, questions. If nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I almost didn't come. Live like, stream oh, your I'm kids. Tired. Live yeah. stream your right. kids. Hey, ask Ray, you a Ray, bunch of questions. Teach yeah. everyone how to set butter. Yeah. Let's go, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing I didn't do is I didn't I didn't plug those in for you. They, lo- they all light up. They light up. So do you insert lights inside that we can – can I change the color? I did not do – Yeah, can it be change. like disco ball? But they do light up. Do you have like onyx in there or what do you use? Plexiglass or what do you use – is it hollowed out and so it's just thinner where the wording is? It's plexiglass. Okay. Yeah, there's plexi. Yeah, I'll teach you what onyx is later. We'll yeah, I was like, little, you guys are using words. We'll do our. You guys Patreon. are using maker words that I'm just yeah. unaware. No, of. you don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. DJ, he just goes home and looks at his uh, end table and goes, "That's cool. I don't know what's in it." Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. That's yeah. really cool. Those are so. Could be yours. Have everyone seen them yet? Or no. we've not? Nobody. Oh, good. That's Since awesome. you came over here, you get to see them. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. I love trophies, by the way. I love, I love when something happens and I podium or win a tournament. I love have something cool take you home. The cowbell from Stad is amazing. That mm-hmm. swords, so cool. The swords, so rad. Yeah. There's a. I've got this cool. Three years in a row, I think in Warsaw we won, and they have this rad like steel trophy, and I've got like a second and then two bronze ones, and they're just. I love them, and I always wanted the Savanger sword. I always wanted like, of course. How do you travel back with that? Carefully. They send it to you. <laughs> oh, they send it. Oh, okay. I they was like, cause can I walk on the plane with a sword? But Just I mean, even like the longboards that Jake and Taylor won. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time, I mean, when Huntington, I think they give out surfboards. I'm like, cool, the year I didn't win it. You know, <laughs> surfboard. It's all these reds. Like the, the Manhattan Pier, like the plaque. Like, I love having like this cool symbol of like, yeah, I did that. You know what I mean? Like, a rem- it's like a little. Well, you can also go piece. visit your yeah. name on well, the that pier too. That one's. Right. Hey, kids. Oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, is that my name? Oh, Dad, well, I know. We saw this yesterday. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> you don't want to see it again? Yeah. yeah. Dad, Come on, get a picture by it. Dad, you're so lame. <laughs> I know. We're going to put this on the Patreon feed. 
Kid, teams are so much better now, Dad. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, an interesting question from the chat board. Besides your own new team, what other new combos on the AVP look intriguing to you? I'm really excited to see how uh, Ricardo and Rosie do because mm-hmm. they're both not training together. Yeah. <laughs> they're just going to go show up inside out. Right, and they both probably need a little help getting motivated to really get after it because they've been playing for so long, yeah. you know, and I get that. And you're just like, oh. I've been seeing Rosie around a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Been training with him, training with him last week, training with him tomorrow. Like, he's, he's kind of doing it and, and training. I'm interested to see. I don't know that Ricardo just finished the season and they won the tour championship, right? They're the number one team over the tour, which is rad. It'll just be interesting to see once they start playing, like, how long it's going to take for them to really get, like, firing. Yeah. Because they're both unreal athletes, um, both nearing the, the latter end of their careers. And how much motivation and, and uh, chemistry they have will be interesting to watch. It's going to be really fun. I'm going to want to watch them a well, lot. I feel like Ricardo's already retired like two or three times. And he I just feel keeps like coming. Too. He just and keeps then, coming. But he just oh, shows up to tournaments. You're I'm like, here, okay, you can keep playing. Just stuffing your line shot and <laughs> ooh and ooh. <laughs> or just weird wristing over top oh, of you. Just land and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. It, he is. He really, I mean, he really is. It's unreal. And both sides, the guy's such a good player. It's crazy. What happened last year with you and Stafford? I'll tell you what, we, Stafford and I were probably the, one of the best teams. Looking? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, the best <laughs> communicating teams I've ever played on. Like post-match, middle of the match, what, what's doing wrong? What can we fix? How can we fix it? What should we do? Let's add wrinkles here, do something there. I mean, at all times, on the road, while we're flying. You guys looked in the, sync on the, on court. the, on the Instagram, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and on Instagram, it was like, bah, 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 we're firing and trying to get the shot before each other because we know they're going to get it. You know what I mean? So that was like, I feel like I gained a, like, a really good friend out of that. Mm. And I think we just felt like we underperformed for our potential. I'd agree with that. I, I thought you guys would be devastating yeah. for me. Yeah, I think we just didn't ever, like, just didn't ever find that gear where we were together. Mm. It was kind of slipping the whole time. And so... I mean, and not to say that we didn't try every every technique, every tactic, every type of defense, offense, serving locations, like whatever mentalities. We did it all, um, and we just both agreed. We were like, yeah, it just felt like we just never really found it. We're like, well, yeah, okay, let's let's go our other way. Like, and from the outside too, like you can some teams you can tell like, oh, this person isn't playing that well it's yeah not right. that somebody's fault but like it there was never like well casey's not doing yeah this, it's or almost Stafford's like we not both equally took turns not really just, performing like we needed didn't to. work out for and whatever so it was reason just always kind of like okay my turn to get better okay your turn boom, 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 boom. and then it never it never equaled a, a win and we're just like we got a bronze in japan which is cool and that was his first medal ever and i was stoked to be part of that yeah made him wear it for 24 hours <laughs> we got we got upgraded <laughs> the new rule well we got upgraded on the way home and nice. i was like see ever since jake and i won in shanghai we won that gold first FIVB ever. I mean, we got a an unreal taxi ride that should have never happened. We made it to our flight. We got upgraded. Shouldn't have been upgraded. And I'm like, I'm wearing my medal for 24 hours after every <laughs> time I win because it's a thing. good things happen. It's a thing. It's awesome. That's and what, your son did it. That's right? what happens here. Yeah. It's awesome. He, he got grief for it. And I was like, and I think I told you at the beach. I was like, okay, so you got grief for it there, but you got credit on social media from Casey Patterson. How'd that mm. balance out? Yeah, there? right? That's a, <laughs> come on, dude. That's a win. Right? That's a win. That's a win. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, a win. Oh, it's so cool. And if people are hating on you, it's just, it's called jealousy. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, dude, I can't hear you over the metal tapping my <laughs> chest. <laughs> so good. So what's the season looking like for you and Chase? 
Yeah, I mean, we feel like we've already had a season. I feel like we're already like <laughs> a lot of international play. It's insane. Yeah, we've already played in like four or five tournaments. Uh, we went to the Hague and got a top ten, which was really good. We lost to Oleg Stoyanovsky and uh, that guy's okay. Croft. He's all yeah, right. They're unreal. I mean, we're the only team to take them three in the whole tournament. So we were like, yes, dude, we got some momentum. That team's gonna make we a can, lot of noise. They week. are. Yeah. They're gonna be really good. I mean, a lot of these teams are. Luckily, these federations for those countries have put all this resource and funding and coaching, and so they literally do what we want to do is just this only play volleyball yeah. and, like, be gnarly, become, like, gnarly beach volleyball players instead of 15, 20 distractions hitting you from all different yeah. angles and then volleyball and then trying to, like, make it work and then hopefully hoping that in the moment you'll be able to step up and pull this, you know, old-school energy out of somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, they've, like – Norway, those guys are all going to Spain, Tenerife. All the Swiss teams are going to Tenerife, Qatar. I mean, all these teams are going to these places where it's summer all year round, and they're training against each other. I mean, I think that right now, Russia's there. I think Norway's there mm. right now. And that's like their third or fourth time going for like two weeks at a time. It's unreal. And so these guys are just getting bigger, stronger, gnarlier, and they're playing more. And there's more information on film. There's more information on uh, the science behind movement. I mean, it's just getting easier and easier to be a better athlete. And unless you're 100% into that world, it's really hard to be kind of like one in, one out. Which yeah. I feel like I'm struggling to like, oh, I want to just be all in, but I can't afford to do that. I've got to go make, you know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. You're constantly battling that. And then you're like, and I'm getting older and my back hurts a lot. <laughs> What's happening? This driving sucks. Yeah. It, 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 so it's like they have a, they have great athletes and a great opportunity with their federations like backing them 100 mm. percent so it's like the world is better than the usa right now and they've been for the last two two three years i mean and i don't think it's they're not better athletes they just have better no exactly it's all what i've yeah. just said yeah, it's a couple all better athletes yeah but it's not that they're all Silnikoff, mole i mean yeah those dudes are ridiculous yeah but it's also too like the support behind them Agreed. is what's different than what we have in the United States. Well, how would you fix the United States program? Well, I think Tyler's doing a good job of doing that. The program that he's been put in place after leaving Nebraska and kind of being like the head coach's head coach of all of USA Volleyball, right? And so he's kind of taken what Jake and I and all three of us and Rich, we all kind of like formulated this like style and uh, of information and tactics that, that kind of attack all different styles of beach volleyball. And now he's incorporating that into everyone who's in the national top eight or whatever. They get invited to his practices. Uh, he does those every Monday and Wednesday. And he's doing a great job of supplementing the stuff that we don't do as a team and forcing us to get better at those things that in the long run will be unsurmountable. They'll help be so helpful. But he stole Rich from our show. But he did. So yeah. now Rich is down there. But, I mean, for him, that's amazing, right? So what's, what are you getting from the USA practices that you're not well, you're getting, getting from your normal right. or what you would have been getting from your normal practices prior to that? You're getting really high-level fast. You're getting high-level volleyball in a very quick amount of time, a two-hour period, and you're getting blockers. You're getting Theo. You're getting Jake. I think Phil and Nick are coming on Wednesday. Um, you're getting Stafford. You're getting – Chase, you're getting all these top players that are like on their way up or already in the top of the USA national team. And we're training against each other. We're doing broken plays, quick wash drills. We're doing out of system stuff. We're doing defensive disrupt drills where we're becoming more comfortable in stressful situations mm -hmm. that are very uncomfortable or uncommon. A lot of teams run a line angle block or a delay or a, a double up. Like it's very generic. I mean, we have, I mean, there's probably six different types of blocking according to 
how that team's playing or to get yourself back out of a rut where you feel like you're kind of useless and to get back into the game and be involved and the same thing for defense we're doing all these things where you're like wow this is really cool yeah now if i could just and it's free and if i could just do this twice a day every day and not have to do anything else i could be really gnarly again you know what i mean like i could you could do it yeah and so Definitely, it favors the guys with the youth on their side because they're getting all this information now, and they're young. You know what well, I mean? Well, and like, it's going to be there for them as their as, career, right? And keeps they're able going. to use this and leverage it for future tournaments. You know, it's awesome. So I think we're going that direction. Um, and USA and USOC do a great job of what it used to be. I think to now is so much better. I mean, they're paying down to more people for insurance. Uh, the the trickle down for salary. If you're ranked a certain point, you get more money. Um, so I think it's dispersed out through more athletes, which I think is helpful, but it's still not enough for you to – those guys that are the, the the four to eight area that could end up being that in the future or jumped all these guys with a good finish, you're kind of – you're volunteering. You're kind of call men's college volleyball. You're you're paying to play on the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, this has been great. We could go forever. We do have to get to College Volleyball Weekly. Yeah. Who are oh, your sponsors for this year? We know Rockwell. Rockwell, yes. Rockwell, Sun Warrior – Sun Warrior. Yeah. I like that. That's Wilson, on your, it's on your vehicle. That's on my truck. Yeah. What, is, what is Sun Warrior? Sun Warrior is plant-based uh, protein, food, supplements, vitamins, everything. Nice. Yeah. We need that in here. Yes, we do. We need to get some product placement. We'll work on that. Okay. Um, Wilson. Yeah. They're rad. They're coming out with a, a couple uh, surprise products that we'll be wearing Ooh. this year. I'm excited. Excellent. To, yeah, it'll be cool. Get the you guys not the only one with surprises for the year. Yes. Does mm. Stafford get a new backpack that somebody stole? <laughs> yeah, the red backpack. Yeah. That has his name oh, on it that they only gave to so players. Sad. It's gone? <laughs> yeah, somebody took it. It's, and Stafford on social media is like, hey, bro, like only players get have that, so – if you're walking around the South Bay with a Guess red what? I know backpack. that's mine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because they only gave it to their, <laughs> their sponsored athletes, right? Yeah. Rockwell, Sun Warrior, Wilson. Uh, Obrigado. Coconut okay. Water. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Paul Mitchell. Yeah. Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks, dude. This is great. This Appreciate is fun. it. And, uh, Hope you take home one of the uh, friendly guys over there. You guys, we'll have them right, 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 right now. Right now, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I can take one right now, no problem. We'll have them all lit up for you at uh, Huntington. (laughs) That's so cool. It'll be fun. Just, I'm gonna etch my initials. Oh, like really, really small, so nobody knows until you get it. And they're like, what the? If I win one for the next the show after, I'm gonna come here and I we're gonna video you etching my name into it. (laughs) Done. Done. Sweet. Right. Done. Oh, I better win one now. Dang it. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because my goal with these, this one and then Austin and then Seattle, is to make something that whoever wins it will display it, not oh, throw it on a shelf. A hundred percent. I just huck it away. Right. So, and that that's because that happens with some of them. You're nailing it. No, exactly. So yeah, cool. So rad, Casey. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. See ya. Always a pleasure. Fun. Are this you guys really going? Fun. What are you guys? You guys are going to stick around and go college volleyball? You can now? listen if you yeah, want to stick can, around. You don't for have to leave. Yeah. You can stay. It's up to you. I got. I still got a good window of traffic. Okay. Oh, sweet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Can, we're, we uh, get to talk about BYU actually winning a match. Oh, I didn't think they were going to win. The Cougars have been struggling a little bit. Yeah, they have <laughs> been not so great this well, year. Well, they don't have the garbage man on the opposite right now. Yeah. They're not setting me the, <laughs> off the bad pass. Oh, we're at a system. Just set the opposite. Although their opposite's really good this year, right? You got. Did he get rookie of the year last year? Gabby, yeah. yeah. Gabby Garcia Fernandez, right? Yeah. Gabby Garcia Fernandez. I can't remember all of it. Let's He's got see a here. great little wrist uh, crossbody follow through chop. Kind of a He's a big powerful kid. He's Puerto Rican guy. He's he's outstanding, but he made too many errors this year when I saw him. 
Yeah. Maybe a little too much stress on just him. Correct. And they can't pass. They just, they got to be able to pass. Now they also have, um, they also have an outside hitter who is the son of Andrea Gardini, legendary indoor Italian player. Mm -hmm. It's his son who's six foot nine outside hitter. Uh, He has a lot of potential, but he's just a freshman. Yeah. So he's got a little ways to go. That's six, nine. Yeah. And he's just not that strong yet. It's right. one of those things. Will he fill in? Will he be whippy like a Matt Anderson? Yeah. Or will it be more, more like Sean Rooney, who Sean capitalized on his range and his height and right. his ability to contact the ball? Right, he balls off because he was so tall. Yeah, it's funny but he didn't like, really beat the crap out of it. Where like, Anderson oh, he's does, a freshman you know. at 6'9", but like a year ago he was in high school. Yeah. You know, so like well, he's it, playing it, in a club in, in but Italy. But it could take yeah. some time to yeah. you know, fill in. Just barely started lifting weights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember going into college and doing my first hand clean, and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I'm breaking my arms. How do I – I don't know what I'm doing. How about RDLs? Oh, my hamstrings are killing me. I don't, why? What are we doing? Why am I injured my how, whole college career? How is this going to help me? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, feel free to jump in. Let's bring in our correspondents here, Rob Aspero, Vinny Lopes, and Jay Hasek. Gentlemen, AVCA's College Vault Weekly starts now. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. No hey, uh, before we get started, you know, I'm just – I'm so disappointed that uh, back in 2007 and 2008, you know, we were trying to strike while the iron was hot, and we started a little mini pro league, and Casey came out to try out for one of the teams that we were doing. He was hammering balls back in the day, and unfortunately it never panned out, so we never got to see what the American pro league would look like with Casey. I remember that. It looked like it panned out okay for him. That's when I had the long hair. (laughs) You should have made him a better contract offer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought Jay was going to say he cut him. The contract offer we gave all those guys was a free sandwich from Subway, and that was about it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, typical no, in mean, the volleyball world. Yeah, not a card, just one sandwich. <laughs> Welcome to men's yeah. volleyball. And it was a six-inch. We didn't even give him a foot line. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to – I'll take the meatball marinara. Sorry, that's – no, it's turkey no. only. No. Yeah. yeah. Veggie only. Only one veggie. Oh, that was a long time ago. I remember that. It was a while back. That was cool. Well, hey, guys. Uh, welcome in. And what a weekend it was for men's volleyball. We talked about it off the top of the show, which we never talk about volleyball on the top of this show. And we discussed Hawaii <laughs> and Long Beach State. Ten sets of action down at Long Beach. Rob Espero, I know we'll get to Irvine, but please first tell us your thoughts on what were the best two matches so far of the year. Oh, it had to be definitely Friday and Saturday night at the Pyramid. And night one was not as big a credit as I anticipated. It was a number one, number two matchup. But, man, the guns came out to play, and uh, it was just phenomenal action. You know, with uh, yeah, the, the big two on each side of uh, Rado Parapunov and SVT for Hawaii going up against Kyle Ensing and uh, TJ DeFalco of Long Beach State. And they didn't disappoint. You saw some incredible plays, some extended rallies. Um, and you just saw the chess match between the coaches. You could see the d- defensive adjustments they're making and what they're trying to do on their blocking schemes. But in the end, you know, we had 10 full sets of great volleyball, two full nights of incredible action. And there's so many just highlighted plays. And, and I'm not trying to pump my Instagram account or anything else, but Joe Worsley had one of the most phenomenal plays of the weekend. Aaron Pash shanked to the Long Beach side. He had the uh, awareness to go under the net, retrieve it, watch more of the rally come around, then get set by Solbury at the right side and knock it off the block of TJ DeFalco for the point. He was so fired up. The crowd was going nuts. It's it it just great volleyball. Um, you know, Numbers-wise, you know, Obviously, that second night was a bigger night with senior night for Long Beach State. 
And uh, they had a record-setting crowd for men's volleyball in the pyramid that was right around 4,700 or 4,674 if you are in a uh, precision. Uh, and it was a loud crowd, exciting. Um, and again, it, it came down to their big two that evening with uh, obviously Long Beach State winning out. But, you know, I'm telling you, Long Beach State made some great adjustments on Hawaii, but they were just enough to push them over the top of the win. And I think well, you commented on your, your your Facebook, Barney, that in the fifth set, that's when Hawaii kind of struggled, uh, you know, at least that one, 15, 8 or 10, I believe. Well, and if you look at the stats for both nights, you know, TJ DeFalco, the first night hit 500, uh, which yeah. is ridiculous, he which is amazing. what you expect. And the second night, he hit 318. If you look at uh, Rado Paraputov, the first night, he hit 205, which that's an average night. The second night, he only hit 135. And you know, you, you get players like that with big moments counting. Rado had some big swings. And, and again, you look at Worsley jacking some of those balls from 30 feet away. To be able to take a full rip like he does and, and score on a large portion of those, that's, that's a ridiculous play. But big-time players step up during big-time matches. And, and uh, Rado was, was not the player that maybe they needed him to be. In both those matches, the first night was dead close. And the second night was a little bit more of a blow But uh, you know, Long Beach, they, they kind of showed the rest of the country, hey, I know Hawaii's hot right now, but don't forget about us. And sure enough, well, they're, they're now going to be in first. Jay, that first night, it looked like it was going to be a blowout in the fifth, and Rado was part of that comeback. Had he not killed about five balls in a row there, his hitting percentage would have been deep into the 100s. Correct. And it's just not good for him. And, and unfortunately for him, the contrast to TJ DeFalco on the other side, who was there every time Long Beach needed him, and it didn't matter the skill. Yep. That kid yeah. made play after play. It was insane. He was absolutely well, in first clutch. Night, in the first night, they were down 24-20, and, and TJ goes back there and rattles off three aces or yeah. rattles off three or four points. And so, you know, that's that's the kind of player that TJ is. And, you know, Rado, hats off to him. Still a great player, no doubt about that. But, you know, big-time moments, you need your big-time players to come through. Well, that's where I saw the adjustment, though, on, on night two. I mean, I was looking at Rado's stats for the weekend. You know, he is, according to the NCAA stats, his average is 484 hitting percentage. He hit 173 for the weekend. So and they still almost you know, what, won. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. you know, it took those, those, those minute adjustments on Long Beach defensively. Like, like I was seeing Josh Tuniga stepping into the uh, the highly probable areas where Rado would be hitting him. That's how he was getting those digs. And I mean, it's it's amazing how those intricacies result in that that difference that gets you that win. Yeah, the level of volleyball was insane. Vinny, are you still out there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. I'm just enjoying the, the comments. Yeah, Vinny, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the other playoff matches that were happening. If if we're done with LBSU, anybody have any comments on LBSU further? Oh, I just have to add on because, uh, you know, one of the themes of, of the night number two was I called the Hawaiian counterpunch because who came up big that night was a Hawaiian. Uh, Ethan Siegfried, 16 kills, one error, hit 556, had 10 digs Ooh, after yeah. bouncing back from a six-kill performance and hitting 143 on night one. Yeah. yeah. So, so I do want to add the one thing that this does set up is, you know, I always look for the anarchy of things. One thing that possibly, <laughs> possibly does set up if Long Beach State were to beat Hawaii in the Big West Championship and then they meet again in the finals and Hawaii wins, we could have a split national championship because I think it'd be very interesting to see how media polls members vote or and coaches and coaches poll members vote with a team that has three wins 
and then the only win is the championship game. So that's something interesting. Uh, okay, this is not 1991 NCAA football, hopefully. <laughs> I, I do have one more comment on, on Long Beach State. As complimentary as I have been of Long Beach State, this is a continuing problem with their arena. Their concession stand is the worst concession stand in American sports. They leave a line that goes back and forth through the cattle stalls and then goes all the way past the the uh, bathrooms there, which is like another 35 feet of people because it is the slowest concession stand I have ever seen. There's only 4,700 people in the place. There's two concession stands. You are leaving thousands of dollars on the plate because you are not taking care of your concessions. Please well, and, fix and it. Just imagine – Imagine how much money you can make if you can pour that beer a lot faster. That's the real deal. Dude, I mean, it's insane because all you're doing is costing yourself money. Hire two more people at $16 an hour. You'll make that money back in about three and a half minutes. Yep, without question. That's a good call. Think of the good side, though. You get to stare at the picture of Dave McKenzie on the doorway to the restaurant (laughs) for that much longer. Oh, right. There are lots of good things. He's super stoked on that. I really oh. want to work for Kevin's concession stand company where he's paying $16 an hour. <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. You'll be allowed to for those jobs. Hey, as long as our location is inside the pyramid during men's volleyball for these kind of events, absolutely I'll pay $16 an hour. It's no problem because it's $9 for a dog. I got gotcha. you. Well, well, we can get Bob Severlick to wear his porky pig shirt and no bottoms. And <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know – you know this is going to get back to Bob, and we're going to get the God's honest truth on this and where these, where this well, all started. And the sad part is I, we, we played up at Harvard this past weekend. It was uh, it was senior weekend, and Bob Sterberlick was there because his son Matthew sets for Harvard. And I saw him, and I, and I just, you know, I chatted with him for a second. I, I could have asked him, oh. hey, is it true? Is it not true? I'm sure he would have told me. Bad timing. Bad timing. Yeah, you guys beat yeah. Harvard 3-0-3-0, and you guys are looking forward to EIVA playoffs. Are they coming up this weekend? Yeah, they're coming up this week. We actually uh, finished second in the conference. We were sitting Ooh. in fourth, but because of the amount of losses we had in St. Francis losing in JIT in the uh, last week, uh, we moved up to second behind Princeton, and so we're playing Penn State on Thursday, uh, and Princeton is playing St. Francis uh, after that match. Boy, George Mason versus Penn State makes me all the sadder. I cannot find my text to you when you first got your job. <laughs> oh, it just makes me well, sad. Well, it, it should be it should be a really interesting night. You know, you got you got Penn State uh, coming in against us. They, they lost three zero three zero on both matches that we played this year. But Penn State's a team that has mixed their lineup a little bit, so we're definitely not taking them lightly. And St. Francis and Princeton split their season matches and uh, and, and went one and one. So should be a good night of volleyball up in the uh, New Jersey area if you like making no left turns. <laughs> what you can't make a left in New Jersey? What is that all nope. about? It is illegal to make left turns off major roads in New Jersey. They have turnouts, and you, you can't pump your own gas. I hate that. That's thing. the dumbest it, thing. It's that is awkward. Awkward. Right? So yeah. awkward. Like, dude, it's like one I'm, of the worst places in the world. You know what? Though I go to Oregon, <laughs> I pump my own gas anyway. And the guy's like, "Ah, uh, you're not supposed to do that." I'm like, "I'm out of here, bro." <laughs> it's actually illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Pump <laughs> Is he making $16 an hour? <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully that guy's all right. Uh, Vinny or Jay, you know, let's where should we go? Vinny. Uh, I don't have anything for you, Vinny. Not much, that much happened. Yeah. Here. Thanks for calling in, Vinny. No, no I, I mean, we had number one versus number two play. There were some other Big West matches that happened. No, you know, this was 
a, a rather boring weekend of quarterfinal action. I mean, just to be blunt and honest about well, it. Um, the only surprise you know, was Stanford. Stanford lost to BYU 3-2, due set in the fifth. That seems surprising to me, although Schneidmiller – I'm sorry, I'll get on to that. Um, yeah. It just seemed like a, like a shock. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think the bigger shock is the fact that BYU was finally able to win on the road. Yeah. This is a team right. that has struggled on the road all mm-hmm. season long. And now, now, with that being said, BYU, Stanford, do we really think either one of those teams are going to be able to go down to Malibu on – on Wednesday or Thursday and beat Pepperdine. I don't think so. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not thinking so either. So, look, it's a good win for, for BYU. I might put a Subway Pat- sandwich on it with Casey right now. <laughs> oh, six-inch, dude. Going for the six-inch. Yeah. So, no, hats off, though, to, to the job that, that BYU is doing. So, a good win for them. Stanford, you know, I really thought Stanford was going to take a really big leap this year with all the pieces they have in place. Maybe they're just a year or two away, but they have some really good pieces in place with Jalen Jasper. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what Stanford does moving forward. But, you know, probably the best match of the weekend in terms of the postseason, along with the BYU-Stanford, was McKentry going in and being able to beat Ball State, um, their first home postseason match in program history. McKendry gets the win in five. McKendry actually had three match point opportunities in the fourth game couldn't convert it goes to a fifth game they are actually trailing eight to four in the fifth game and are able to rally back to get that win and for ball state it's another missed opportunity this is now the second time in the last three years that ball state has been eliminated in a postseason match when they've led the decisive fifth game by four or more points well here's here's the other thing you want to talk about with byu and stanford BYU was below Stanford in almost every stat. They hit 307, Stanford at 345. Uh, Stanford had 51 gigs. Uh, BYU had 48 gigs. Uh, Stanford's block uh, point total was 83, and, uh, and, and BYU's was 76. So you look at it and you go, well, on paper, Stanford should have won. It was the aces. What they got on the Stanford only had three, and, uh, and BYU had seven to only 11 errors. So he had three aces to 16 airs for Stanford. That's the big deal right there with Sarah Pass. Yeah. I just want to add that Davide Gardini uh, ended up getting 22 kills and Gabby at 18. And their big two for BYU outperformed the, the big two for Stanford. Speaking yep. of outperforming, Robbie, your UC Irvine Anteaters uh, dealt the Gauchos a pair of losses, 3-0, 3-1. Are you at all surprised by the scores there? And, well, they did have the return, as I almost mentioned in the previous match, uh, of Joel <laughs> Schneidmiller. But were you shocked well, by this? Is, is Irvine going to come around at the right moment? I actually was. And I think, you know, where we were broadcasting, um, we were courtside, and I was sitting next to Rick and Cullen and uh, Vince was out on the court. And I was like, I don't know who UC Irvine's going to come out with. You know, yeah, in all honesty, because I, I know that, Probably Rick prepared for having Parker potentially at the outside position with Kubi opposite of him. And then, um, you know, they had made some changes with, with Faley at Libro. Now, when we saw Schneidmiller warming up at full speed, that's when everyone started going, whoa, what's going on here? Then we announced him as a starter. And the first set to Schneidmiller, cross-court, eight-foot, bounced over right over us. And you could tell the, the kid just missed playing. You know, he played 75% of the matches up until that point this year and is still in the top 15 in a lot of offensive categories and serving in the nation. So, you know, getting him back 
what that meant for UC Irvine. Well, definitely the offensive performance of 14 kills on night one, 17 on night two, and hitting well over 450 in combination. But the impact was Carl Applebach and Aaron Kobe, Kobe both hitting double-digit kills and over 300 on both nights. But more importantly, as a team, confidence on the court. So UC Irvine is could be really scary with Schneidmiller back in the lineup. Can they beat well, Hawaii or Long Beach the, is the question. You know – I, I have to say it's a toss-up because I'm contractually obligated to uh, <laughs> cover myself here. Yeah, I think it could be a good match because if they, they they're going to end up playing Hawaii in the semifinal, yeah. assuming that they get by UC San Diego, which creates for me it, it gives, it's, But this is the thing: UC San Diego, when we we're at full strength, took us to five at UC Irvine. So mm. that's where I'm a little shaky. Are um, you going to Hawaii? If they, I am not going to Hawaii. I'm watching through this thing called the internet. Oh, so I know. Crusher. That's not fun. <laughs> Vinny, so, well, get well, make sure the dial-up connection is good. I think the bigger thing, though, about this series, about what happened this weekend, is the door was slightly open for an MPSF team to get an at-large bid. That door is now blown wide open. The Gauchos, those are two devastating losses for their at-large bid hopes. And it could very well, very, very well be that the winner of this semifinal match between UCLA and USC is getting the at-large bid. That could be very fascinating. I know some people are going to say that UC Irvine still has a chance, but if you look at it, they're you know, for them to be eligible for the at-large, they would have to lose at least one more. That's 11 losses. They would be an 11-loss team. I, I just can't see the metrics and the numbers that, that would justify that. But well, I think that's a three-team race wait right a now. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're telling me that USC has a shot to be an at-large? Absolutely. If, if you look at the numbers and the metrics, they have, a, they have a great shot, actually. The loss and, by Barton alone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, first off, hold on, hold on. You have to keep this in mind when we talk about Barden. A, a loss to Barden is considered a quality loss because Barden is number 13 in the RPI. The Barden is a team under NCAA tournament consideration. So that's something. He, and then when we talk about the broader picture, you look at the category of record against teams under consideration. UC Santa Barbara. They're two and seven, two and nine, if you include the losses to UC Irvine, where USC five and five. So USC very, very much in the hunt. I, I know that that sounds crazy, but once again, it, it's something that could very like, likely happen. They have some really good metrics going in their favor. All right, well. Gentlemen, I told you two weeks ago, stranger things have happened in the world. Be prepared that it's going to be turned upside down come Selection Sunday. I'm telling you. Something wacky. No matter what happens, Jay, right now, it's all up to you. Unless complete anarchy is going to reign, uh, you need to face Barton. So win the championship <laughs> in the EIVA, yeah. will you please? Sheesh. We got, we got two matches we have to win first before we get to that part. Yeah. Of and and that. you are cheering like no other for Jay Hosick and George Mason if you're looking yeah. on the West Coast. Everybody, <laughs> everybody cheers for George Mason. It's the George right. Mason country. Well, except for the British. historical humor here on the net live grand canyon loses to usc no surprise there concordia loses to ucla no surprise there 
Uh, what else do we have? We've covered everything else. Yeah. Well, you, you know, Conference Carolina oh, is where the crazy upsets happen. Okay. North Greenville got their first postseason win in program what? history. Yeah, I know. They defeated uh, Belmont Abbey, knocked them off. And then we also had a near crazy upset that happened. Emmanuel, the number seven seed, actually was at match point against King, but King was able to survive and advance. They wound up winning in five. So, Conference Carolina was where it was at for crazy mm. upsets this past mm. weekend. But once you again, heard it here Barton first. is still the favorite. You heard it here first. North Greenville upsets King in the semifinals. All right. <laughs> All right. I told you before, I've always been more of a South Greenville guy than a North Greenville. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of an East Greenville guy. Yeah, it's very – Greenville, very divided. You don't want to go there. It's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. Infighting in the streets is nasty. Yeah, it's like a Game of Thrones episode. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Where are we going this week, boys? we got MPSF playoffs. Vinny, let's start with you. Coming up – Yeah, you know – A lot of playoff action. Yeah, a lot of playoff action. You know, I think I'm – you know, mentioned earlier, I'm keeping my eye on that semifinal match right now between – USC, UCLA, the winner of that batch has a really good inside track to get the final at-large bid. You know, keep an eye also on Pepperdine as well. If Pepperdine were to lose in the conference tournament, I think that they are going to be the the number, the second at-large bid. They have the best criteria. So Pepperdine can play a little, they're a little safer. They're probably the most safe team of anyone going into the tour, anyone going into the tournament this weekend out on the MIVA, this is going to be a one bid conference. So Lewis, they have been the best team in conference play all season long. Now the question is, can they seal the deal and take care of some business and, and get some wins? You got some semifinal matches coming up on Wednesday. Lewis is going to be taking on McKendry. And then you have, then you have Loyola taking on Purdue Fort Wayne. I think there's a chance for an upset here with Purdue Fort Wayne getting the win. Watch out for Pelgrim Vargas to have a very big match. And then is that all at then, Lewis? That's all at Lewis, right? No, 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 no. So the um, semifinals are at um, at the high seed sites, and okay. then the finals are at yeah. So okay. so Loyola will be hosting um, their semifinal match, and then you know Conference Carolinas as well. You know I think that you know Barton is going to be taking on limestone and then i think barn wins that they'll wind up playing the winner in north greenville and uh um, north greenville king that should be a good one and then the eiva i have no idea like okay. I, I literally look at these teams i think that you could make a justifiable case for all four of these teams coming away with the championship i think jay has a this pick. weekend jay well i think jay does too. who are you picking in the eiva Listen, I, I, I obviously I like my team, but I, I tell you right now, uh, this is the best uh, final four of the EIVA that I've seen in terms of equality and parity uh, since I've moved out east, and that is a great thing. Uh, it, all four teams can beat anybody on any given night, um, and all four teams are both playing well and struggling at the same time. And I think the challenge this week for Princeton is. You know, if they were at some place else, Princeton might have the advantage. But because now there's some added pressure of being the hosts, they have not been there before ever. So they don't know what it feels like to have a large crowd that's gunning for them and wanting them to win. And that added pressure, are they going to crack and, and under that whole thing? So uh, I, I like uh, in the finals to be us versus Princeton. Uh, I think St. Fran- Francis could be an upset, but uh, I, I think Princeton's going to handle that. If we're talking the other ones, 
I got to agree with him on, on Pepperdine BYU. I think Pepperdine's got the advantage if it goes uh, long. So if it goes four or five, I think Pepperdine's got the advantage. If it's just short match, I think BYU might actually have the edge. They got some big players right now that are stepping up. I mean, and they got a little momentum from Stanford. I'm I'm interested in UCLA and USC because UCLA is going to be extremely motivated after what happened in the last match. I think it's going to become the Micah Ma'a show. I think he's single-handedly going to take that team apart. I think UCLA is going to win that match. I like Lewis over McKendry. I think I think uh, Nikki Salen has done such a fantastic job at McKendry. She needs to be applauded for that. I really hope she gets a coach of the year nod, if not winning the thing, at least getting into the final four of that voting. I think Loyola is going to win over PFW, but you're right, Vinny. I think, I think Purdue Fort Wayne could pull the upset. Uh, the thing I'm really upset about is that the Big West is doing – their, uh, all of their matches this week in Hawaii, which, hey, Hawaii is not a bad deal, but they're going to possibly go three nights in a row for anybody who's going into the semi. They are, yeah. And that's, just, that's a really big bummer because, you know, I know it's, a, it's supposed to be tough for the guys that are on the bottom and that the one and two seeds are supposed to have an easier ride. But by the time, let's say, the UCI gets past their match this week with uh, UCSD and then they get past Hawaii somehow, they're going to be completely gassed going into the final night match and I just think that's a real shame. I think the Big West needs to reevaluate that situation. But I think uh, I think obviously you see how it beats San Diego. I think Santa Barbara is going to beat CSUN. The real challenge will be uh, Santa Barbara's got a little bit of an edge when it comes to Long Beach State. And I wonder if in a neutral location, Santa Barbara can't pull off that upset in that semifinal match against Long Beach. So um, those are my calls for this week. All right. Robbie, we know you're a Big West contractual guy, so do it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to agree with uh, all the guys. UCI passed uh, UCSD, and and I'm hoping they'll be quickly, but they will end up making it out. UC Santa Barbara passed CSUN. I just CSUN is just flattened out towards the end here. Uh, and then in the semi, I think that that Long Beach Santa Barbara matchup will be a lot tighter than people are going to anticipate. You know, I believe that Santa Barbara exposed some things at Long Beach that I think they're just going to improve upon for that semifinal matchup. Uh, I see it going definitely at least four. Um, but if it goes five, it's going to be a really, really good match. Um, the only thing I'm concerned with after this last weekend of matches for Santa Barbara is uh, Corey Chavers and Ryan Wilcox didn't perform to their normal level. And I don't know if it's if they're tired from the previous weekend's travel or what, but they just didn't look like themselves because I know they can perform at such a higher level. Uh, if they're able to come back and play the level they played against Long Beach, I see that being a five-setter for sure, and that could go either way. Um, Irvine, Hawaii, I, I want to see a good match between these two teams because yeah, between Nippin and, and Wade, they're, they're doing some good stuff. And they're, they're, Nip has, you know, he goes to the philosophical approach and gets his guys in there. But especially Schneidmiller back, I, it gives them such an extra punch that we, you know, he didn't get to fully expo- or, you know, uh, display against Wyatt the first time around because that was the night that Schneidmiller got injured. So right. Hawaii hasn't seen a fully healthy Irvine team. I'm hoping okay. it could be an Irvine route as a you know homer for Irvine, but you know in in the big big world of volleyball, I just want to see a good match because there's such talented players on both sides. Very yeah. good, Vinny, Jay, well, Robbie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one, one thing I want to add as well: Hawaii, amazing. They have such a great fan base, but the time zone change stinks for this uh, for this Big West tournament. The championship matches go start at 2 a.m. for JMB. Well, there's oh. no one should live on East Coast time. It's just a life choice. Is a poor mistake. <laughs> <you know. laughs> 
Especially if you like sports, there's no excuse for living there. All right. No, kills me. Cool. Vinny Jay and Robbie, thanks, guys. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, boys. All right. All right. Good luck to Jay in his quest to win the EIVA and avert complete volleyball Armageddon. I'm sorry. I was talking trash to Dax Holdren. Dax has been heckling Roche. It's been amazing. (laughs) That's great. I love it. I love it. Dax is just jealous. (laughs) <laughs> you just jelly, bro. Uh, I want to thank Case Patterson for coming in. I want to thank Tulsa Tees for their support of the program. I want to thank Vinny J and Robbie for their contributions, as well as DJ Roche, as usual, for showing up on here on a Monday morning. Thank you, listener, if you're getting this via Facebook or if you're getting it via iTunes. Hope you're enjoying the program. And let us know. You know or Spotify go, now. Or Spotify. Ooh, go oh, wow. Hey, oh, my God. Big time. Go leave a review for us, because that must be our only route to not being amateur anymore after 10 years. We're not <laughs> yeah. an amateur podcast. You're the first volleyball podcast, but we're amateurs? I'm yeah. not sure how that's I, I, I cannot I fix know. it. I've talked to everyone involved. Well, no, you can't, because you can't get anybody to call you back. But, yeah, amateur podcast. It's been fun. I'm a professional DJ, but an amateur podcaster. Apparently. Is that how that works? Something like that. Do we just need more sponsors? Like, what yeah. do we need? <laughs> We're going to talk about that right now. Yeah, let's make that happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, it's been the Net Live. Hope you enjoyed it, kids. We'll see you again later. Wait, hold on. What? I have one last thing to what, end, the, end the show on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Excellent. So and good. we're out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.